The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Some really great uh, indicators as far as the economy is concerned. I mean, really great. Three point eight percent unemployment rate. That ties the lowest number since nineteen sixty-nine. I think one other time in like two thousand or two thousand one, it hit. It hit three point eight. That's amazing. That's exciting. The black unemployment is at a record low. 5.9%. 5.9%? Wow. Sadly, he could screw it all up (laughs) with these stupid tariffs. Uh, I think it was at midnight last night, the tariffs kicked in pretty much everywhere. Europe, Canada, Mexico... And they're all going to retaliate. Who pays the tariffs? Is it the countries? Are we punishing Europe? Are we punishing Canada, Mexico, China? No, that punishes us. There's not a single company on this globe that's just going to eat that cost. They pass it on to us, the consumers. So when you buy anything that's made with steel, whether it's rebar, you're buying a house, uh, whatever, anything made with steel is going to be more expensive and a lot more expensive. And it's going to happen pretty soon. And so, uh, so far, I, I was really kind of liking his strategy because it was seemingly working and without actually putting the tariffs on, without actually having a trade war. It seemed like he, you know, people were starting to say, okay, yeah, we'll... We'll let we'll buy more of your products. We'll let more of your products into our country. And now that all seems to be off. Uh, and uh, we can look forward to higher prices. And we'll see how that goes uh, as far as the jobs are concerned. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've already got our allies uh, talking about how this isn't going to stand. I mean, we're we're going to start doing our own tariffs, and uh, yeah, we got the uh, the news conference from uh, Canadian Prime Minister Just Justin Trudeau, who is reacting, and it's hard to disagree with what he says. Here's what he had to say: Today, we find ourselves the target of punitive tariffs on Canadian aluminum and steel, under pretext of a two three two national security provision. Let me be clear: these tariffs okay, be clear. are totally unacceptable. Mm-hmm. For 150 years, Canada has been the United States' most steadfast ally. The numbers are yeah. clear. Yeah. Are they our most steadfast ally? They're probably our biggest trading partner, right? Because they're right next door. They're like a, they're like another state. <laughs> so they're convenient, you know. They got a couple of things we like: syrup and uh, hockey. I, hockey. Hockey. I don't like it that much, but I guess... Uh, I'll work on you. Yeah. Um, what else do they have that we like? Snow. I mean, you, you and, and I both every, like snow and cold air. The Canadian cold fronts, I loved them this year. We got many of them, even down here in Texas. <laughs> but... but uh, I think... I, I'm not kidding. I think I saw something 
where Canada's about to slap like some sort of <laughs> maple syrup. Are they going to do a maple syrup tax on <laughs> yes, us? I'm not kidding. Oh, uh, let me make sure that that wasn't a joke. Well, that's why I buy Vermont maple syrup. Uh-huh. So, uh... Yeah, he is. And that kid, remember that kid? What's that kid's name? The came? Oh, yeah. And um, he started his own maple syrup company. It's killing me. And it's delicious. Josh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I uh, what is the company need to name? remember the name of that Hang because he, it's really good syrup. And he does really good syrup cotton candy. Parker Maple. Parker's Maple. Yes. Mm-hmm. Parker's Maple. Really good. And it's available in, you know, quite a few places. And now. it's so good. And the cotton candy, this is not a It's the best I think I've ever had. That, that's maple syrup cotton mm-hmm. candy. And there's like no fat with it. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so good. Tremendous. Trem- <laughs> and I'm sure there's no sugar in that. Um, I'm positive of that. No, I think that's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, I said just, no fat. I think I meant no sugar. No fat, no sugar. No, I'm, it's just, I'm, it's, it's really good for you. Yeah. Really, I'm, really good for I'm you. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm going to make sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, Trudeau's pissed off. And, you know, it's hard to blame him because this is not good. Why? Why are we doing this? Stop it. Uh, so... We'll we'll have retaliation, and uh, and we'll see how this goes. But uh, it's too bad because again, the uh, employment numbers are so great—the best they've been in fifty years—and black unemployment is the best it's ever been. Right. And the stock market—it's been up and down, but it's it's still pretty solid right now. We don't have runaway inflation. Uh, gas prices are going up. And so there's a couple of, you know, worrisome indicators, but there's a lot of really good things going on right now. And I just hate to mess with the balance because pretty much anything can just throw it. Yeah, why would you want to screw this off? up? Why would you want to tinker I, with a good I thing? Don't man? I don't know, but he really believes in this tariff thing. Just, uh... Because he campaigned on it. And it was one of the things he said he was going to do. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm all about free trade, but... I'm going to do tariffs on everybody. Well, <laughs> wait. Then then you're not all about free trade. I could have sworn he also campaigned on building a wall, but that may yeah. have been somebody else. No, that was him. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mexico's going to pay for it, too. <laughs> so we got that great promise going. We're looking forward to that, actually, uh, you know, one day happening. <laughs> we, we, you and I are suffering from allergies today. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> By the way, I did. The notorious sniff. <laughs> the notorious sniff. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen. So. Uh-huh, by the way, uh, looked- that was one of the things I put underwear eating on the line. If he built, and I think we even gave him, look, if he even built 90% of the wall, I'll eat my underwear because I just don't see it happening. And, and it's not happening. So, mm-hmm. you know, they've already backed way off. Oh, there's natural barriers. There's just impossible terrain. And there's, there's rocks. You don't uh, want to mess around with rocks, rocks, man. I mean, you can't, there's uh, nothing that's been invented to break I through mean, rocks. In some parts of the border, the sun would be in our eyes if we're trying to build that wall. You can't. The wind well, blows. Well, think about it. It's not. You can't. Um, so uh, Think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, look, the sun, right, mm-hmm. it's usually along the south. So if you're facing yeah. south, because it's on the equator. Right. Exactly. And if you're in America building the wall. You're going to look right into it. Right into the sun. Right into so the sun. So we can't be. So you can't you can't be building a wall looking right into the sun. Nope. I don't. We we I, and you couldn't take that into account before the election. Uh, had to be afterwards. So 
So there's just too many factors, right. and we're not going to build the wall. Yeah, real, real quick, mm. housekeeping on the uh, Parker's Maple um, uh, Cotton Candy. Uh-huh. Uh, there, there, there's the two ingredients. Ingredients. So. Wow, there's only two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> real cane sugar. Mm-hmm. Wait, I thought there was no sugar in it. And real maple sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so sugar is the only ingredient. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> well, of course, that's that is cotton candy, right? It's just spun sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's so it's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and yesterday, if if you were listening to, was it the third hour? We were talking about the uh, the magic pill documentary that I saw, where it they they talk about the ketogenic diet, mm-hmm. and some people are really getting incredible results with oh, it. Oh yeah, and a lot of people swear by it. A lot of people on Twitter were uh, and, telling us about a book. Yeah, and I. It looks pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it's got a. Uh, there was a recipe book. Yep. Where you can, it shows you a bunch of good things you could actually eat and survive on and thrive on the diet. Cotton candy? No, it's not was one of them. On there? Not on there. I could have sworn it would have been. You know, uh, Robert Atkins always said, "Sugar is poison," and if there's one thing you eliminate from your diet, it should be sugar. And he's probably right. I mean, sugar. If sugar is what, and it is. It fuels cancer cells. Yes. So if you deny cancer cells sugar, it seems like you have a better chance. And it can only help, I, I would think, with diseases like Alzheimer's, certainly diabetes, all of those things. So I'm really seriously thinking about trying that ketogenic thing yeah. and, and, and see if I can I might, see if I can actually make it. I might try it with you. Really? I mean, you're cooking for me, right? Uh, probably not. No, Mm-mm. I may not be trying no. it with you then. Yeah, there's no sugar in ice cream, right? Uh, so I, I think I'll be able to continue to eat that on a regular basis. <laughs> there's no sugar because it's like cream and stuff. Cream and stuff. Cream and stuff. I think that's. It's, you know what? Let me look up the. Ingredients. I think it's cream and kale. Uh-huh. That's what's in like chocolate well, ice cream. And you got to get the whipped kale ice cream too. <laughs> I don't. I want. I want the creamy kind. You know. I don't want that right. standard crap. Right. Yeah, you, you want the creamiest kale you could possibly get. Mm-mm, good. And it's, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but I've done Atkins. I did Atkins for two and a half years, I think, when we were back east in New York, working in New York, living in Connecticut. Mm-mm. No, you did that in Houston, sir. Well, I did it there, too. Okay. Yeah, I did it there, too. Um, Coming with little bags but of I, meat. But I did it really badly. Yeah. I mean, I did it like steak every night. <laughs> yeah, that's what you had. You'd come to work. That's what I had. We, we'd go on the air at 5 in the morning in Houston, mm-hmm. and you'd be sitting down there. Uh-huh. Up comes this, gets a Ziploc baggie. Yep. Slaps it down, opens up like a little beef jerky thing. I'm like, what mm. is happening? That was your diet. That was my diet for meat. a long time. Mm. And I never, I never got tired of it. Steak and strawberries. I had that like every day. <laughs> every single day. And then I got tired of just eating steak and strawberries, kind of. Those only. I didn't really get sick of those two. I just wanted something in addition. So then you have to add bread. And then, uh, you know, I think that's really effective when you're doing the. It's probably the worst thing you can do is <laughs> is Atkins combined with carbohydrates. Oh. There's nothing worse than that. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay, can so, I just say that I just had a flashback. As bad mm-hmm. as your bag o meat was in Houston, mm-hmm. I worked with a guy who did the morning show in uh, Omaha, and he would every morning he would sit on a paper towel in the studio, and the board op was in the same room as the host, 
And every morning, that room smelled like what was on his little napkin there. Yeah, what was it? A couple of eggs that he would peel and leave the shells in the studio garbage can. Oh, nice. Like maybe like four peanuts. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was like a one granola bar. It was the same every morning. But I guarantee you my steak smelled better than those eggs. Yeah. There's no question about that. Was that was not a pleasant place to be between <laughs> 5 and 9 a.m. Central Time, I'll tell you that. Yeah. 888 <laughs> It's a free speech Friday, so you can share whatever you want, whatever's on your mind. 888 Uh Let me tell you about uh, what I am doing right now for something very good for my body. It's called Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Finally tried this several months ago, and I love it. It's it's great because it gets me a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables that are pre and probiotic that boost your immune system, and they have antioxidant power. It's not a, an extract of any kind either. It's actual real food. You take one scoop, and you put it into eight ounces of water. It flavors the water to make it taste like Kool-Aid. It's actually delicious. You can put it in a shake. You can put it in a smoothie. It sweetens it. It's really easy. Tastes great. You're going to love this stuff. Gives you added energy. It just makes your body feel better because it's giving your body the nutrients it needs. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today and get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, free speech Friday. Call about whatever is on your mind. Uh, speaking of the Canadian battle with uh, trade tariffs, uh, the good thing is, right now America gets about forty percent, almost forty percent of its oil from America. So we we supply about forty percent of our own oil. Then we get uh, our next biggest supplier is Latin America, between Mexico and Venezuela. 7.5% from Mexico, Venezuela 59 so add those two together, and then some other country, who knows. And Canada is our third biggest supplier of oil. So will Canada apply tariffs to, to oil imports? I don't know. Maybe. We get uh, almost 13% from the Persian Gulf, 10.3% from Africa and 3.1% from other. What other places supplying oil to us? Uh boy. Does Venezuela? No, that's part yeah, of the we South mentioned, American stuff. Yeah, that's okay, part of the sorry, Latin American. Yeah. Uh but I uh we are we probably should be doing better than this because we're Essentially, right now, the largest oil producer in the world. Yeah, remember, Stephen Moore said this uh-huh. last week, by the end of the year, we will lead the world with exports. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, so it was illegal to export American oil up until, I think, this year, wasn't it? Maybe last year? Hmm. Uh, yeah, you, you couldn't, uh, wow. couldn't export U.S. oil. You had to... Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Good grief. I can't remember exactly when we changed that, but we just recently changed that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, last year, man. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah, isn't that something? 
After a 40-year ban, U.S. starts exporting crude oil. This story's dated January 2016. Wow, I can't believe Obama would allow that. Yeah. 888 Uh Ron in Iowa. You're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, Pat. Um, instead of eating your underwear, I'd like to see you eat the equivalent of, of Jeffy and weight in food. Oh, wow. That's, That's not even physically possible, sir. <laughs> Let's try to stay within the realm of, of reality where underwear is edible. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Yeah, that's that's not even. I, I mean, that's not that even funny. That's he not trying to get you humanly, killed. That's not humanly possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert in Kentucky, you're on the place. Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you know um, the uh, ketogenic diet doesn't work. Um, I told your call screener I've been using it for the last six weeks, um, and it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, I use the uh, KFC buffet, um, eating nothing but fried chicken. Uh, I have lost 26 pounds over the last six weeks. Wow. And I've increased my strength by 33% across the board on uh, my workout exercises. Really? That's yeah. great. That's great. Have you seen yeah, any other uh, health benefits? Like, I mean, are you, uh, uh, yeah, did you have any uh, ailments that are clearing up? Well, uh, I have had some joint issues that have cleared up uh, in my knees because I used to be a runner when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and that's cleared up. Uh, my blood pressure and pulse rate have both, got, have both gone down. Uh, I get that checked twice weekly, um, and I feel fantastic. So what What in addition to fried chicken do you eat? I mean, there must be something else that you're eating. A lot of vegetables or I, just, just no. chicken? Really? No, just chicken, yeah. Uh, are you starting to get sick of it yet? Uh, no, cause no. Uh, I'm always so busy. I only eat once a day. So I just, you know, go eat and head out. You know? Well, that makes a huge difference too. When you're only eating once a day, you say you're getting like, how many calories a day are you ingesting with the chicken? Uh, well, I just bumped it up a little bit, uh, due to my strength training. Um, I started out at about, it was about 2,150 calories and it was about mm. 11% carb, 57% fat and 32% protein. And the ratios have stayed the same. I've uh, just bumped the calories up a couple of hundred uh, for my strength training. So. Nice. How did you, uh, did you see the documentary or did somebody tell you about the diet? Uh, I've followed it. Uh, I've followed the uh, science on this for several years and just, you know, never really took it to heart. Um, but my dad had a uh, had heart bypass surgery about two months ago. Mm. And so I was looking into research for him, and I found a gentleman by the name of uh, P.D. Mangan, who's my dad's age group, and um, he writes about anti-aging and things like that. I was looking for some stuff for my dad and came across a lot of good research that he had done on it as well. So, yes, uh, sugar Mm. is poison. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to believe that. Appreciate it. Thanks, Robert. It's just hard to, you know, and it's, it's hard initially but based on what I've done before with Atkins, uh, after a few weeks or maybe a month of not having sugar, the, the craving for it every day kind of goes away. Mm. You know, you're not as you're not as crazy if you're not having uh, candy or cake or pie or ice cream. It just kind of you know you get used to it after a while. Mm-hmm. So if you could just get through the first few weeks where you just think I'm going to go out of my mind if I don't have a bowl of ice cream. At midnight. Uh, if you can just get through that period, uh, then it, it gets a lot easier after that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of the economy, as we were, um, it's not surprising now that Barack Obama 
is taking credit for this because uh, this is his economy. <laughs> That's what his people are saying. I mean, we're seeing the fruits of Marxism, apparently. That's what's happening. Sure, yeah. Okay. And he set it all up nicely for, <laughs> uh, for Donald Trump. And so this is all his doing, which is such nonsense. I love how he's not at fault for anything. Anything that went badly during his time <laughs> was George W. Bush. Right. Now, anything that's going right during Trump is is still him. And he reminded us recently he had no <clears throat> scandals for eight years, scandal-free. Which is incredible. I mean, that, that's boy, great. I have a bad memory because I seem to remember some <laughs> It seems like there things. were quite a few. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Nothing uh, bigger than... than um, than Benghazi. I mean, Benghazi was a huge scandal. Huge. The guy just, he went to bed at 5 o'clock in the afternoon and said, okay, we'll see you in the morning. And refused to send help when every American other than Mm -hmm. him was ready to jump in there. And I blame blame Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton for that. Secretary of State, President of the United States, sent no help. They they never, they never uh, engaged with the military and said, hey, let's send somebody. In fact, according to some reports, it was the opposite. They said, no, 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 we're not, we're not going in. We're not doing anything. I don't know why you would do that. I don't know why you would love, leave them out to dry and die like they did. And, and let's just say that those, remember the scene in that movie about, you know, where they've got, they show the, the, the carrier out there in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. The pilots are ready. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you change your mind at the last minute or whatever. Just send them, and mm-hmm. then they can pull up at the last minute if you have to. But why are they just sitting there? It's because you didn't care, and that's the bottom line. But would you rank Benghazi above Fast and Furious as far as biggest Obama scandal? Mm. It's a close one too, right? Yeah, that's it's like pretty your close. Bowl championship series game for Obama scandals, yeah. I think. Jeez, and Fast and Furious was huge. <sighs> I mean, I, those guns ended up killing innocent people around the world. They yeah, they did, said, go, including go, go. Paris. Yep, Paris and border agents. And- Two border agents, <sighs> uh, many people in Paris. That that attack in Paris, wasn't that like a hundred and some yes, people that were it killed? Was. I saw that recently. That's why I was so quick to say that. And I was stunned. I didn't remember it's that many. Yeah, it's over, over 120, if I remember was, right. Uh, my goodness. Yeah, I'll find out because I'm so quick on the research. And I loved how they tried to blame that on Bush. 130. 130. I, they, they tried to say that was the policy from George W. Bush. Uh, no. <laughs> nope. Nope. That was, uh, that was started by your attorney general. Uh, so don't try to push that one on Bush because yeah. he had nothing to do with that policy. And Eric Holder thinking Eric seriously Holder. about running for president. Oh, he's so, so bad. I think Holder would be worse than Obama was. And think of this. As long as we're just going through the laundry list of Obama's non-scandals. Mm-hmm. Think of the AP spying on reporters. Think of the Tea Parties being um, harassed by the IRS. Yeah, spying on reporters and and imprisoning reporters. I'm so sick of the press today talking about all of these things Trump is doing to silence free speech. And yeah, there are some red flags, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you guys aren't the ones to tell us what's happening right now. You've had your chance to tell us about corrupt administrations in the White House. So why don't you guys just sit down for a little bit and shut your mouths? Because you had your chance mm. to save the Republic 10 years ago. You did nothing. So screw you. Yeah, they, could, they couldn't care less when it was Barack Obama putting journalists in jail. They didn't care. To the tune of 
uh, doing that more than all other presidents combined, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> this is pretty astounding. Say that again. He put more journalists in jail than every other president in American history combined. So, yeah, it's, I would call that a scandal. Apparently they don't. 888 uh, We had the latest on Samantha B too, which is astonishing. Uh, and some of her supporters like <laughs> Sally Field, the flying nun. <laughs> what the flying nun had to say. Ooh, that's Surprising for a nun to see what was coming out of her mouth. <laughs> Share with you coming up. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, joined now by uh, Stu Bergier. Uh We used to do a show called uh, Pat and uh, uh, Tip of Your Tongue. Right? It was really it's bad. Right, Pat was and really bad. Someone. Stanley. Stan. Pat and Stan. Pat and Stan. Pat and Stan. Yeah, yeah, does that make sense? Why wouldn't they call the show Pat and Stu if you were the guys that hosted? <laughs> I it? never asked. Really strange. That was a, that was yeah, strange. we didn't think to ask. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's weird. So weird. Now Keith set this up because uh, yes. he wants to talk about Peppa Pig. Sure do. Which I don't strange. even know what Peppa Pig is, but you uh, do because you have very small children. I do, uh, and it's my pretty much my favorite show. Is it? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you wind up. There is a hierarchy. Of shows that you watch with your kids, mm-hmm. like you know, for example, my daughter loves Vampirina right now. now Vampirina, you know, like it's just not—it's like a, a family of Halloween <laughs> characters that are vampires. They turn into bats. Oh, um, mm-hmm. and it's you know targeted at uh, you know maybe five, six, seven, eight year olds. Okay, um, and she really likes that one right now. It's not my favorite. Blaze and the Monster Machines, on the other hand, big fan of that. Big fan of Blaze and mm. the Monster Machines, a talking monster machine. Um, and it goes through cool races, and, and it teaches you about engineering. Sounds I've a lot. great. I've i got to tell you, it sounds great. Great one. Yeah. Um, now, but of course, none of it rises. The top of the hierarchy is, mm-hmm. of course, Peppa Pig, my favorite show. Um, and Peppa Pig is, an, uh, is it a British pig and, the, and her family. Uh, Mommy Pig, Peppa Pig, mm-hmm. Daddy Pig, and George, her brother, who can only say the word dinosaur. Um, that's that's a, it's a plot point. I didn't want to get too deep him, into it. Have they had him checked? Yeah. <laughs> they have not had him checked. That is one of the episodes, I'm sure, upcoming. <laughs> Will they check out George, who's been for seven, eight seasons now, only able to say dinosaur? It's like at some point you got to learn a new word, kid. You know, that's a problem. <laughs> right. You need right. to grow up and learn the language. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't want to be a hate monger, but like learn some English. You're from Britain. Mm-hmm. You know, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, it was interesting, though. They had uh, Peppa Pig has been, the story is it's been banned in two countries. Now, it is the most harmless thing in the world. Just cute little pig that, you know, it's it's very, like, oddly drip, drawn. You know, it's, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, very, like, rudimentary illustration. But it's it's just a, it's a kind of a funny, cute show. So why would it be ba- banned? 
The first one's sort of understandable, China, right? China bans everything. <laughs> Though what mm-hmm. could possibly be offensive about Peppa Pig, right? It's, it's very difficult to know if you've ever watched the show. Um, but they be- wind up banning it because it, be- it has become a counterculture icon in China. <laughs> so, like, gang members are getting Peppa Pig tattoos in China, <laughs> which is a really bizarre tattoo if you've ever seen Peppa Pig. And I guess, like, it's a way that they have kind of banded together and there's, like, a counterculture pushing against what the government wants. And, of course, in China, when you have that, you ban it. So they've banned it from – they already banned, like, all of YouTube, right? Like, they don't let anyone go on YouTube. But even their – the Chinese equivalent of YouTube, mm-hmm. you cannot watch any Peppa Pig videos, which is strange. Again, it's a show Very. you get, like, four-year-olds. Yeah. Um, the other one is, is a little bit more uh, entertaining. It's, it's Australia. Australia, obviously, pretty similar to us as far as values, right? And, mm-hmm. you know uh, – uh, and so why would they ban Peppa Pig? Well, of course, they haven't really banned it. Um, but they did ban one episode of Peppa Pig. And it's one I've seen. You know, of course, I've probably seen them all at this point. Yeah. Um, it's about a da- daddy long legs spider. And there's a daddy long legs spider. And Peppa is terrified of the spider, right? A kid mm-hmm. would, might be terrified of a spider. Sure. And they teach Peppa a very important lesson in the episode <laughs> about the daddy long legs spider. Which is that it's not dangerous. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Whoa. Don't be scared Whoa. of the the, the message of the spider. Is spiders can't hurt you. Spiders can't hurt you, mm-hmm. right? The Which problem is, untrue. is in Australia, <laughs> especially <laughs> spiders can absolutely yeah. hurt you. Well, here too, we got black widow spiders. They can yeah. absolutely hurt you. I found one in my garage. Black Did wi- you really? Black widow spider. Yeah, I took wow. a picture of it. It was terrifying. Had the little red oh, yeah. hourglass on its stomach or yep. whatever. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like the red. It's on. Yeah, kind of on his like back too. It's on the back. Yeah, um, okay. you could see it from the top because I could see it. I zoomed in. I actually posted that one on Facebook or something at the point you know tell the story when I first found it. Mm. And for months, every time I go back to Facebook, you know how when you go on Facebook they show the pictures you've recently posted, and I would see it because it was super zoomed in close up of this spider because I wanted oh, to make sure. Pleasant. Mm-hmm. It was not a pleasant picture to the point it creeped me out when yeah, I would go to Facebook. Creepy. It's like I, even just seeing a picture of it was creepy. But Australia has great big spiders yeah, and yeah. many of which are poisonous. They laugh at our right? black widow spiders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so many of them are That's po- like sissy stuff. Yeah. And pretty much everything in Australia is poisonous. Ninety-four <laughs> yes. uh, percent of yeah. all plants and animals in in uh-huh. Australia are even the kangaroos are poisonous. Yeah. They, they are, are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is a weird thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, no. I mean, it's it's, it's koalas poisonous. Really? I yeah. They were cuddly. yeah. They'll kill you dead. I thought they no, were... they'll what? they'll kill you dead just from looking at you. Really? Yeah. It's oh, like a Medusa wow. thing. They turn you into stone, and That's then you. That's why they're always staring and not moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's ugly. It's ugly. You well, don't want to go there. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, Poisonous quality. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys have been talking about the uh, the NBA at all. Have you talked? Um, no. I can't talk sports on the other show I'm on. So <laughs> I know. I figured. If I mean, what, not? what happens over there when you talk sports? Uh, I get a blank stare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a long uh, absence of uh, words uh-huh. from the uh, person mm-hmm. who's also on the air with me. Uh, who knows nothing? Yeah. Uh, about sports. <laughs> um, it's I, like talking to talking sports with your great grandmother. Yeah, it's just, it that's is, not fun. Yeah, it's about. If you've that. ever tried to talk sports with your great grandmother, more, more difficult than that. It doesn't work out very well. It's usually. so it's so strange. He's uh-huh. such a strange character when it comes to that. It, <laughs> I know. It really is bizarre. I mean, especially <laughs> it is. because like you kind of get the sense that he likes the idea of the bonding experience with like your son, right? Like mm-hmm. he understands that element of it. Yeah. But he just can't interest himself enough to know anything about the sport. Right. 
Um, so last night, game one, NBA Finals, um, which is uh, was positive for me. Pretty controversial, um, though. Because, uh, yeah, I don't like uh, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, well, It's inexplicable, but you've got an irrational not, not hatred for him. Not inexplicable at all. Uh, not at all. You can explain uh, why you hate LeBron? Oh, he's awful. Yes, I can't stand In what him. way? Uh, he's a terrible human being um, <laughs> wow. in every way possible. Did he possible. steal your puppy or you something? You should have seen him last night, uh, his, his little press conference. Because what happened if you missed it? Uh, Cavs lost. Um, they In overtime. In overtime. In a game that even I, as a LeBron hater think they have a pretty legitimate argument uh, that they got the rough calls down the stretch. Now, look, yeah. LeBron James, every time he dribbles, pushes off, so it's impossible mm. to uh, to complain about calls on a team that LeBron James is on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost impossible to do it. I'm sure Cleveland is doing it today, and I, I do feel a little bit, and this is not normal for me, <laughs> a, a little bit of sympathy for them in that cause because two things happened down the stretch. One, uh, LeBron James was called for a charge, um, and uh, but the way it happened was very strange. We kind of talked about this a little bit off the air, and that uh, they, the way it's being portrayed is that they reversed the call. So uh, with review, because Kevin charge, Durant was initially called, called for a charge, a charge, right? And yes. then they reviewed it, they which re- I didn't know you could review foul calls, right? And then they reviewed it and then called it a block. So there's two it's parts weird. of this. There has been some reporting that's saying the only ref you could see on the screen called a charge. However, there's uh, some reporting saying the other ref called a block. So they disagreed, then reviewed it, and called it a block on LeBron James. Mm, So it wasn't wasn't a reversal. It was a disagreement that they clarified. However, I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't either. There There has been a rule for a while that you could review um, whether he was in the restricted zone or not. There's a little circle under the basket. You can't be standing under that bat, under inside of that circle. So like they can review a three-point line call with your foot on the line, mm-hmm. they could review whether he was standing in the restricted zone or not. That's normally, and not normally reviewable, it's still pretty new because they've just started doing the reviews, but uh, that has been able to be reviewed for a while. The idea that you could sh- you could review whether it was a block or a charge is new, I believe, this year. Um, and I've never seen it actually happen before where, where you know, the call had been reversed. To me, they should not have... It, to me, looked more like a charge than a block, mm. even upon review. Um, so I can understand uh, Cleveland being pissed off about that. And then... Usually, the, uh, LeBron James would get the benefit of the doubt there, mm-hmm. too. He usually does. He's the superstar. This in, is why my sympathy is extraordinarily limited here <laughs> yeah. for the Cleveland Cavaliers fans. Yeah. I, you know, I understand you know, you're pissed off about it because, you know, look, it's a finals game. They are the big time underdogs. Oh, huge! Big win on the road. That would have been huge. Vegas is insane on this on this series. They had it was it's the most lopsided uh, series as far as Vegas goes in history. In history, wow! They think uh, because it's like five against one. That's why. I mean, that's that's the perception. Yes, that's the perception, which I think is unfair. Honestly, I mean, remember the Cavs have beaten the, the Golden State Warriors in a finals only two years ago. Yeah, right? with now, a better team, though. Uh, yes, I mm-hmm. would probably argue it was a better team, though. Uh, you know, I mean, look, they 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 do have Kevin Love on this team. Like people mm-hmm. are like, you know, Kevin Love mm-hmm. is a twenty-five and thirteen guy until he got with LeBron James, and all of a sudden he forgot how to play basketball. <laughs> but I mean, I, I the, you know, that can't be LeBron's mm-hmm. fault, of course. 
Uh, LeBron makes everybody better, except all the players that come play with him. All these guys. J.R. Smith used to average 18 points a game. Now he can't even remember what the score is. It's incredible. So that's what happened at the end of the game. Uh, they have, uh, they're down by one. They get two free throws. Uh, George Hill takes the first free throw, uh, hits it, ties up the game, misses the second one. J.R. Smith, the uh, Cavaliers player, gets the rebound and doesn't realize the game's tied, thinks that they are ahead. So runs out to half court uh, and tries to protect the ball until LeBron James says, uh, idiot, we're, the game's <laughs> tied. And then they get a last second shot off, doesn't go in. And then they get blown out in overtime. Um, it, the, the, guy, the happiest guy in the universe right now is George Hill because he had a chance to just make the free throw and they mm-hmm. would have been ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he missed it. And now everyone ignores that because J.R. Smith is, is a, you know, a, a well-known dunce. Um, so he uh, did not play that well uh, and then tried to come up with a bizarre excuse afterwards. So that's been kind of the, the, the controversy on that, which is, you know, look, they needed that game. They were mm-hmm. already a big-time underdog. You get that close on the road, it's mm-hmm. hard to imagine them coming back. But you can see the way these two teams play. They play close. Sometimes teams are good matchups for other teams. And the best thing that Golden State had going for it was Andre Iguodala <laughs> guarding LeBron James. He's a really good defensive player. He's guarding LeBron James. Well, he's hurt. Iguodala's hurt for this for game one. He's been hurt for the whole last series. So they don't have their main weapon to stop LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And James was absolutely dominant in that game. 51 points. Uh, he was. It was probably the best game I've ever seen LeBron James play. Mm-hmm. That's how good he was in that game. Um, but, you know, I mean, uh, you know, whether he plays well or not, everyone's going to say he's the greatest thing that's ever existed. So. <sighs> how did Kyle Korver do last night? He had a couple big shots, right, but good. it was not a, uh, not a huge effort. Former Utah Jazz man, uh, Kyle Korver. Um, Hawks? Just the only reason I know who he is. And the only reason you know, because he was on the Atlanta Hawks. He's the only player, I think, in Hawks history that was sad to leave Atlanta, um, that franchise. <laughs> and, and, I mean, that, that says something, so we miss him. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the biggest surprise of the year, I think, were the Boston Celtics, with two of their best players out yeah, for so much of the season. In mm-hmm. fact, one of them missed the whole season. Whole season, yeah. After the first five minutes of the year, he's gone. Uh, and kind of served him right because he also left the Utah Jazz. <laughs> and so, uh, and then they make it to the the Eastern Conference Finals anyway. And should have won. I mean, and should have know, won. What do they go? Mm-hmm. Six of 37 yeah. from three-point range in the final, in the fi- in game seven. Just amazing. At home. That's embarrassing. Um, Kyrie you know, Irving, uh, if if he's playing in that series, I, I think I think the Celtics yeah. win. Another player is playing his best basketball without LeBron James. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Which uh, is what but, he. But why, was, that's why he left in the first place. Right. Yeah. Because, because he yeah. wanted to be the guy, and he's tired of <laughs> being second fiddle to LeBron yeah. James. All right. That's another. Just another. <laughs> just another example of a player who. Went to play with LeBron James. They just couldn't make it work. Just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. It's another one. But it, it's nothing to do with LeBron. We should all know it's nothing to do with LeBron James. Right. He yes, makes everyone right. around him better. better. Every a- single thing. Except now, for all the people on his team. Examples, he makes the other team better. Much I think better. is how that works. Because yeah, there aren't like any examples of players who were who were good players and then came to the Cavs and been better. You know, Chris Bosh, remember him? Mm-hmm. Chris Bosh, huge superstar for Toronto, comes not to play with LeBron James and just played. disappears. Yeah, he was but that's gone. not LeBron James. It's never LeBron James' mm-hmm. fault. I want everyone to know yeah. that it cannot be his fault. It's impossible for him to be Dwayne at fault. Dwayne Wade came back to play with him, 
And, and you know, he wasn't that great. Not, not good. Life. So we send yeah. him right back. Yeah. I mean, uh, amazing. I mean, <laughs> Isaiah you're Thomas. Something there. Isaiah Thomas got the the, uh, the the Celtics to the finals last year. Went with LeBron James. I couldn't make it work. <laughs> you know, he's sure he's a huge superstar last year. There's something just to that. Couldn't make it work. He really. I don't think it's true. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. The two things you say about LeBron James. Everybody says about LeBron James. Number one. He makes everybody around him better. Mm, Number two, no. he never has any players on his team. It's always just him. Mm-hmm. You can't have both of those things. No, Those arguments disagree with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, If all of his players are always terrible around him, he can't be making all of them better. <laughs> and that's the thing. He dribbles around for 22 seconds every time they get down the court, and no one can do anything. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, this is very inside basketball stuff if you don't care about it. But, I mean, it is. I, there's, I think, more of a... A wide appeal story on the basketball front is the Sixers front office story. <laughs> Have you guys followed this at all? No. Love it. It's incredible. It's one of those, it's another one of these 2018 stories where he, uh, so some this website, The Ringer, got a tip about uh, the GM of the Sixers tweeting negative things about his players from secret accounts. <laughs> Bizarre. Very so bizarre. they identify five of these accounts, and it's stuff like they're leaking. Like, I think that guy must have failed a physical. Right. It's like stuff like that. Like, that well, hadn't been would, made public beforehand. Right. What what person would tweet that? Just <laughs> how would they know? Right? Like, it's like, it's, and it was like just a lot of like, you know, slamming players and mm. things that obviously the GM shouldn't be saying. So uh, the, the guy at the ringer has a really brilliant idea, which is he calls up the Sixers and says, hi, we have these two accounts that we believe are yours. Um, will, will you... Uh, confirm them. Now, there's five accounts they believe are theirs. So they call up and they say, hey, we have two accounts. So as soon as they call up and they say, hey, we have two accounts, all the other ones go private. So funny. Right? So they think they've caught him, right? Because Mm -hmm. he he gets a call from a reporter. Oh, my God, they know about my accounts. Get them all private before they learn about the other three. Well, they knew about the other three, and this was showing that they were tied together. He admits to having one of the accounts that has not tweeted anything negative about a player. But of course, that's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, long the story short, and it's it's an amazing, it's another one of those amazing internet stories where mm-hmm. just like n- nerds looking for information. It's type very of story. long, but it's so worth <laughs> reading all of it. It is fascinating. What they now believe is when you, I guess, when you lose a password, you can you have to submit your phone number to get your <laughs> password. So they did that, and they matched it up to his wife's phone number. So they think uh, now. Her phone number showed up on another website yeah. in Canada. Yep. Holy cow. So they think it's his wife who's been doing it. And now does this guy get fired because his wife is tweeting negative things? I don't think so. But, I mean, you know, they don't they don't know what's going on yet. They're still trying to sort it out. So good. Amazing. That's amazing. But that I will is, tell you this. One thing about incredible. the Sixers front office guy, uh-huh. it's not LeBron James's fault. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know what, Pat? He he might have been tired at the time because uh-huh. that was one of the excuses they used in the series. I've never have you ever heard that? When does that become acceptable? At one point, they're like, "Oh, LeBron, it's tired. Look, he's doing everything for the team. He's tired. <laughs> he's, he's an NBA player in the finals. <laughs> right? You and don't get a tired excuse. The rest of the year, we hear about his unbelievable conditioning. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I thought he never got tired. No, he never gets tired because no, he's so amazing well, in every way. You know, that's way. it's not LeBron's fault. You know what so, else? The tariffs are not. LeBron's Did fault. Ambien make his That's wife do this? Thinking. Yes. Is that what it happened? No, I think. That might be exactly what happened. <laughs> it might have been Ambien. 
All right. Uh, let me tell you about this uh, great Father's Day gift idea. Sounds it's called iTarget Pro. Mm-hmm. I would love that. For are you are you offering Fantastic. that for Father's Day? To, well, to me? yeah. You can go to iTarget Pro, and you know if you tell them that you, well, you they need my address after you buy it from yeah. me. Is that yeah, what you're? No, they, you you'll save ten percent if you yeah. use the offer code Pat. So you're gonna pay for just 10%. like everybody else. Yeah, so you're not so, me yeah he's going to pay 10%. No, you your... pay exactly the same as the rest of our listeners. Yeah. So uh, we're giving you that deal. Special. That's great. It's really special, right? Deal. So they've revolutionized home firearm training because when could you ever train with your firearm at home before? You, you can't. Uh, it's not good when bullets go through walls mm. or furniture. That's what I've heard. Uh, or members of your family. Those are all bad things. Oh, really? But this utilizes your smartphone uh, and their app which has a laser in place of the bullet. And so the laser detects exactly where your shots are landing on the target. It's a, it's a fantastic system. You're going to love this. Your father is going to love this. If, if you've been thinking, I, I don't want to give him a tie. I don't want to give him socks. Go to iTarget Pro. Enter the, co- pro, the uh, offer code PAT when you purchase the system, and you'll save 10%. And he, your dad, will love this gift. It's the letter I, then targetpro.com, offer code PAT itargetpro.com Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network or at Pat Unleashed Mm. uh, from Struggling Lumbee. Struggling Lumbee, like any mother. Uh, Canada has been out most steadfast, our most steadfast ally, consistently punching above their weight. Just uh, combining a couple of things that uh, (laughs) Barack Obama said about everybody. Uh, From Pat's favorite stint. My favorite stint has been tweeting uh, quite a bit lately. Uh, I'm giving Trump the benefit of the doubt. If he's using these tariffs to force Canada to take Justin Bieber back, I'm all in. Okay. (laughs) See? (laughs) That's a good point. I like it. Yes. And if if he's also using some leverage to stop the madness with curling. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop trying to jam curling down America's throat. Stop it. Are you ki- Stop. If it happens naturally, I'm good with it, but don't force us into curl. Okay? We won the gold medal. That's true, Patrick. which was cool. I like that. Uh, from Snarky McSnarkface Q10. Uh, I can't believe I didn't think of this before. Instead of the underwear guarantee, how about we get the Pat Gray vegetable guarantee? <laughs> nah, there's no way I would do that. No. I think I'd rather eat my underwear than kale or quinoa. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Nick in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hey Pat, how are you? Good. Um did you know that uh J.R.R. Tolkien was inspired to write Lord of the Rings uh due to his personal bout with a kidney stone? <laughs> no. I I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Ver- yeah. verifiable fact <laughs> verifiable fact. <laughs> um, I I wow. Where would I yeah. find that information if I were to look for it? 
uh, unglobalist. <laughs> All right. Thanks, no, Nick. no, no. Yeah. But uh, what he uh, what happened was uh, he symbolized the uh, that scene where they were in the uh, the mountain yeah. when they were fighting off the Balrog. See, the Balrog is a symbol that that evil demon thing that was trying to cross the bridge when Gandalf tried to stop him. Uh-huh. That was a symbol for his kidney stone. The mountain was a symbol for J.R. Tolkien's body, and Gandalf was a symbol for him shouting, "You shall not pass!" on the toilet. And then, wow! This is really deep. I didn't realize any of this. He he eventually gets beaten by it, but then comes out the other side as a beautiful, majestic sorcerer. That is incredible. Uh, Appreciate it. Thanks, Nick. So that's this this particular scene where he where he screams. He's talking about his kidney stone there. I didn't realize that. Long way to the well. Long way to the well. I'll tell you that. But it was worth the ride. Was it? it... We're going with that? (laughs) All right. Well worth it. Yes. (laughs) Triple A, 933.93. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is a free free speech Friday. You can call with whatever's on your mind from the week, previous weeks, whatever. Maybe it just occurred to you this minute. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It was fifty one years ago today. Sergeant Pepper was released and began to be played. Fifty one years ago, nineteen sixty seven. It's amazing. I wasn't even born yet, so... Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be born for another 25 years or so. <laughs> wow, that's fuzzy math right yeah, there. Well, I mean, uh, it's 1967. Add 25 to that. We're talking... Uh, 92? You know, ni- ni- you born 92? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Ron is telling me I, I look old for my young age? That, uh, I wasn't going to say anything, but it's kind of rude. I'm glad he broke that ice because I agree. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but huh. you're 26 right now. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Give or take. You know, we're going to give <clears throat> quite a few years. Give or to take that. 30, <laughs> one, one, one side or the other. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> anyway, huh. uh, it was released on this day in 1967. It's just a, I mean, that's a landmark album. That and Beatles' uh, White Album. Uh, hmm. And then pretty soon, they'd be broken up and we'd never ha- hear from them again, collectively. I'm a, I'm a rubber soul kind of guy. Really? Oh, yeah. That's huh. that's my favorite right. Beatles album, far and away. I'm not that big a Beatles fan. I mean, I like them, but they were sort of before my time. I was uh, not born, of course. And uh, so... <laughs> so what? Of course, like, how I, does that sentence end? You know, I was teeny tiny when they actually broke up and and i was actually glad they broke up because my older brothers and sisters played that all the time really and at the time i hated it yeah wow yeah and then i grew up and i learned to like it a little bit better 
but uh, I'm not saying this about you today. Understand? But you mm-hmm. made the point that you hated it. Mm. I have never heard anyone say that they hated the, the Beatles, Beatles at any time in their life. Really? Huh? I don't. I don't know. I know. I remember it was you know always on the radio and, and about the same time every day for the same song and. <laughs> Well, that's just, bad radio programming. It drove me out of my mind. <laughs> you know what? There's a guy who bought a radio station. I it seems like it was Washington State. Mm-hmm. Maybe California. It feels like West Coast. And he bought the station and it just plays Beatles 24-7. I don't know if that's still the thing that was before internet radio, before we had like Pandora and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I remember that was like his dream or whatever it was, and that's all it played. Yeah, no, it's a dumb thing to do. Yeah, I agree. Dumb thing to do. I mean, Sirius XM does the one station... Where they'll they'll do like the Eagles for a month or two, and then they play Fleetwood Mac for a month or two, and they'll do the Beatles for a couple of months. But what I hate about it about that is then they play the artists supposedly that influenced the band, and that's mm-hmm. usually what you hear when you tune into that. And so when they were doing the Beatles, was it the Beatles or or Eagles? I don't know. One of their influences was supposedly Patsy Cline. Which, come on. If I'm an Eagles fan or a Beatles I don't want to hear Patsy Cline. <laughs> how did that affect I don't, I don't know how then. that influenced them, but I don't want to listen to her. And that, I, I mean, I tell you, every single time I tuned in to check it out, Patsy Cline was on. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. no, thank you. All right, that's a so drunk program. Sometimes right that happens even without some person buying uh, just a little radio station and doing what they want with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, as far as entertainment this weekend... Um, in addition to Solo, which came out last week and didn't do all that well for a Star Wars movie, it made $103 million. Uh, something called Action Point opens today, as does Adrift, Upgrade, American Animals, Breath, uh, A Kid Like Jake. I don't know. What I've never heard of any of these. No. And Social Animals. The only one I've heard of is Adrift. Where they, you know, they go out and a hurricane comes up. Just a man and a woman out on a boat. I guess they get swamped by hurricane waves. And it's their story about whether or not they survive, I guess. I think this uh, has been done before. Kind of seemed like it to me. I thought, yeah, this feels very familiar. (laughs) I can't think of anything other than uh, uh, Castaway with Tom Hanks. I know that was a plane crash. A little bit different. Uh, Yeah. Um, this feels like, I don't know, uh, Gilligan's Island comes to mind on this. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. But I don't know this story, but it just seems like we've done the boat at sea getting swamped and stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, it seems like that. Uh, also, yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before, we heard about the sequel to Top Gun coming out. Whoa. Which I like that a lot. Uh, I'd love to see a, a sequel to Top Gun. Tom Cruise posted something on, on social media with him in front of a fighter jet. And it said, the need, uh, I feel the need, you know, like the need for speed. Mm -hmm. And then it said, hashtag day one, like it's day one of shooting for the sequel of Top Gun. Oh, wow. I didn't realize this. Do you you want to hear a sad story real quick? Um, I I never have gotten to the end of Top Gun. What? Yeah, right. So get this. Remember when we lived in Houston? It was 2003 when Uh we had the uh, Tropical Storm Allison show up. Right. That was, that was uh, June of 2010 years old at the time. I remember you were it really 10. well. See, Pat was 10, so maybe you don't remember that. That was a bad <laughs> no, I remember. 38 inches of rain in my part mm-hmm. of town. And um, in other words, it's rained badly in Houston before. 
Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I had finally got a chance to watch Top Gun. So it had been out for, mm. what, 20 years at that time? Mm-hmm. Probably. Last 15 minutes of the movie. I had like well, a not 20 40. years, but a while. Yeah, about 15, 20. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, what do you know? You were a kid. So um, I, hadn't, I had never seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And it had been out forever. And I had like this uh, free month of HBO or whatever, and it was airing. I thought, tonight's the night I'm going to watch it. Well, that rain was moving in. Mm-hmm. My dad was worried. He called me up with about 15 minutes left in the, in the movie. Well, and you I never didn't have it. There was no DVR. There was nothing hooked up. So yeah. before the big climactic scene. So I better go in. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I know how it ends, though. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've well, picked up on that over the years. I won't spoil it for you. Uh-huh. Just know that the uh, initial Top Gun grossed about $180 million. Uh, three hundred fifty-seven million worldwide. That was a lot of money back then. Wow, what year did that come out? Eighty-six, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was summer of eighty-six. Mm-hmm. That that was a good movie. That was fun. And so if he's doing a he's doing a uh, modern version of it, and so be interesting to see uh, what they do with that. Triple eight. Uh, 933.93 Got more evidence that Facebook is fading fast. Among American teens. I've heard just, you know, some... Yeah, I've heard stories that kids aren't on Facebook anymore. We had a bunch of kids come in here uh, to the studio a couple of weeks ago. And Doc asked every group, because we had groups of 100 each. About five of them. So there were about 500 kids. And he kept asking them, who here is on Facebook? None of them. Wow. Who here is on Snapchat? You know, lots of them. Who here is on Twitter? Less, but a lot. So the big thing was Instagram. That was the biggest thing. Mm. Uh, And according to this survey, only 51% of U.S. teens from 13 to 17 are on Facebook. 51%? Wow. It's 85% for YouTube, and it's 72% for Instagram. 69% 69% for Snapchat. Facebook is dead last among these uh, among these apps. That is really something because I would guess that it was more like 80 or 90% just a few years ago, but it's it's not the cool thing anymore. Um, teen social media use mostly revolved around Facebook just three years ago. Today, their habits revolve less around a single platform. At the same time we've seen this shift, teens are more digitally connected than ever. 31% said social media had a mostly positive impact. (laughs) Yeah. 24% describing it mostly negative. Uh, The remaining 45% said it was neither. Just kind of neutral. Still, Facebook is the biggest social network. Two billion. Two billion Mm. regular users. You imagine anything that is used by 2 billion people around the world. I think that's how many followers I have mm-hmm. on Twitter. Is it? At the Blaze Keith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, but, but that's pretty good. Give or take, kind of like your age. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Give or take. Give or take like 2 billion. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, roughly. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Fred in Wyoming. <laughs> Welcome to the Blaze. Oh, hey. Uh, hey. Pat. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, there's three things I wanted to point out. First all of all, right. was uh, your perfect hair when you got your haircut. Uh, kudos to your wife because Thank a haircut you. that doesn't look like a haircut uh, okay. is uh, a, a haircut. Uh, 
<laughs> okay. That's number one, your your perfect you. hair. Thank you. Then Brad said about your supple uh, ears. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then you showed some skin here during the traffic thing uh, a few weeks ago. So there's three things I really like about you: <laughs> your hair, your ears, uh-huh. and your skin. Okay. okay now, Physical. here's the thing. All right. I've got a, a chicken that I enter into the Cheyenne Chicken Curling, and we call it the Jeffy Fisher Express. <laughs> and it weighs out at 26.8. And uh, we got the gold medal this year. Hey, nice job. Fred. Nice job, Fred. Hold on, that's a big event that you guys have going there. And I love your mayor. She stood up to PETA when they said, stop using these frozen old turkeys. I know. Come How on. stupid is that? Come Back on. off. We had to raise one like they do the Kobe beef. We put a chicken in a sling, <laughs> and then we... Uh, fattened it up and it got up to 26.8 pounds wow so we call it the jeffy fisher express <laughs> i love that i love that and so here's the thing mm-hmm. with your hair your supple ears mm-hmm. and that beautiful skin you showed yeah i was wondering if you would accompany me to the cheyenne chicken curling contest next year wow i'd, I'd be honored I, I think I'd be honored. When is it? Oh, so I'm 70 plus shipping and handling, so you'd look pretty good in my arm. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. All right, thanks, Fred. Uh, Appreciate it. So, are you? Uh, is 26.8 pounds? Why, why that turkey? particularly? Is that what the stone weighs in natural curling? Oh, I, I wonder don't if that's know. what that weighs. Hang on, I'm gonna find out. But that's metric if I find it, because you know, it's from oh, north of the metric. Border. You're never gonna know never gonna what that is out. in pounds. There's no Not way much. to tell. How much do the curling stone uh, weigh? There is a way to tell if you've got a good real estate agent, though, and that's by going to realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, Glenn and Tanya started this company because they had a really bad experience um, a few years ago selling their house back east. It took them too long. They lost too much money, and they didn't want that to happen to everybody else. So they thought, well, what if we put together a team of agents? They wound up with 1,200 across the country. And they're chosen based on their experience, marketing plans, character, and the results they get for their clients. Plus, just to be sure that you got something in common and that you share essentially the same principles and values, they're big fans of Glenn's show. So if you want to sell your house, and of course you do if, if it's up for sale, you want it to go fast, you want to get the most money out of it, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. And we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business with realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed. Uh, from Muffer Squish, in order to talk sports with your grandma, you would need to know what her local teams were, and therefore it's important to know where your grandma stay. <laughs> Hashtag where your grandma stay. Uh, also from Mike Hermanet. 
LeBron James is the Barack Obama of basketball. <laughs> Nothing is his fault. Oh, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. It seems like that. It, 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 LeBron James is really polarizing for some reason. People either love him, practically worship him, or just hate his guts, like Stu does. I'm not, although I'm, I'm kind of in the middle there. Do you care about LeBron James that much? I don't care about basketball that much, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. So that's my that's, problem. Maybe that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I did watch uh, Game 7. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very good uh, between the Celtics and the Cavs um, the other night. And the, and the Cavs won. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was uh, that was exciting. It was very good. Yeah, I mean it's. it's I'll, I'll give it's one. Fun. I'm good for maybe one or two NBA games a year, which works out nicely because that's typically how many playoff games the Hawks are in before they're eliminated. Which of course this year was zero, because they suck. Yeah, they didn't get to the playoffs, right? No. Nope. Jazz did, and actually won a playoff series oh, wow. for the first time. Seems like in a while. Seems like a long while. Seems oh. like. Since and, and maybe it isn't, but it seems like since Stockton and Malone. That that reminds me, um, the Jazz. Well, I was just a child watching them. Right? How know, old were you back, back in the day? Then? I don't Actually, know, like five, six years old. Six, I think, huh. in 1998. <laughs> so yeah, it was like wow, six. I years just old. did not know that you were born in 1992 <laughs> yeah, until today. I mean, I know. you learn something new mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would have thought probably 2000. I was. You, you'd think me to be what, like late teens, early 20s, right? <laughs> So there's that sniff again. <laughs> hey, so so uh, I remember the cast of Hamilton was doing a performance in Salt Lake, uh, mm-hmm. and and the Jazz were in the middle of a big playoff game. So that's the theory of why most of the crowd were on their phones instead of watching Hamilton. They paid like you know hundreds of dollars for these tickets, and they're just on their phones all night. And the cast actually stopped. It's like, all right, guys, what's up? Come on, stop looking at your phones and pay attention to the play. Did they really? Yeah. And so people were thinking, huh, it's I didn't probably see that. Because the Jazz were in a big playoff game. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Uh, all right, uh, Samantha B. After her apology, now she's saying, um, "Yeah, you know what? It's not that big a deal. It was one word, oh, one okay. bad word." Come on. She said, um, I accept that. I take it seriously when I get it right, and I do take responsibility when I get it wrong. Um, I crossed a line, and I deeply regret it. However, she goes on to say, it's one bad word compared to what we're doing to the uh, illegal aliens in this country. Oh, deflect, why don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she says stories about 1,500 missing unaccompanied migrant children flooded the news. So last night we aired a segment on the atrocious treatment of migrant children by this administration and past administrations. Sometimes even the ones who look best in swim trunks do bad jobs with things. Our peace attracted controversy of the worst kind. We spent the day wrestling with the repercussions of one bad word when we all should have spent the day incensed that as a nation, we're wrenching children from their parents. No. As you mentioned, they were unaccompanied by their parents. Idiot. (laughs) Moronic. No, these are kids who show up at the border alone. And there were something like 7,000 of them. So, unlike with Barack Obama, this administration actually followed up on the whereabouts of the kids a month later because they were all placed with sponsors here in the country. Some of the sponsors are actually 
relatives of the children that showed up. And some of the relatives are illegal aliens who don't answer phone calls from U.S. government officials who don't want to tell you where they are or how they're doing. That's why about 1,473 of them were unaccounted for. It doesn't mean they were lost. doesn't mean we don't care about them. It means nobody responded to the follow-up. How can you not how can you not just understand that? They weren't wrenched out of the arms of their parents. There were no parents with them. Ugh, I just the stupidity. I can't take it. Then there's the the uh Sally the flying nun. Hmm? Sally Fields, the flying nun. <laughs> she is fantastic. <laughs> I mean it's like wh- out of the blue, all of a sudden, Sally Fields is injecting herself into a story here. Why? Sally Field. Sally Field. Um, uh, when was the last time we heard from her? I don't know. The last time she crawled <clears throat> out to make some crazy liberal statement, I think. Uh, she This time, she tweeted out, I like Samantha B a lot, oh. but she is flat wrong oh, to good. call Ivanka, a feckless C-word. Oh, good. Flat wrong, she said. Flat wrong, good. Okay. C-words are powerful, beautiful, nurturing, and honest. So that's why she was flat wrong. That's, uh, so, ooh, that's... That's a great statement. That's some wit right there, I'll tell you. That yeah, one isn't was, that great? Uh, how long do you think it took her to craft that one? Well, it took her a couple of days anyway. And yeah. it, you could, I mean, it was worth the wait. It sure was. Because what genius that is. Mm. Thank you, Sally, for sounding off on this. Good stuff. Why don't you go back to being the flying nun? What a what a brilliant uh, television show that was. Fly away. Oof. I, I, well, I don't... Wait, I like that TV show. Did you? Yeah, I did. I mean, this was way before your time, obviously, since you were born in 1992. Way, way, way but, uh, before. Yeah. yeah. I think I caught it on reruns. <clears throat> yeah, so did I. I had, I, had that, uh, I had that phase where, like... There's nothing on TV. Mm-hmm. Middle of the afternoon, it's 100 degrees outside. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. So I kind of, I don't remember much. Mm-hmm. I kind of remember the intro more than anything. Mm-hmm. So, wow. I remember that she used fly. to wear the big mm-hmm. flying nun habit. Yeah. And and I think that's actually what helped her fly. Was yeah, that's the, what it was. That's, what, that's how it she It was flew. the habit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So. Really neat. That's real fun. Um, so. <laughs> Very flying nun-ish. Her comment <laughs> on the C word. That's great stuff. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that you know what? Pathetic. She, you have a chance. There's a window here if you wanna if you wanna blame Ambien for that tweet there, Sally. <laughs> Give it a shot. I mean, might as well. Might as well. Mm-hmm. Uh also, um CNN's Brooke Baldwin hmm. actually saw what we've been seeing, and that's the double standard here. That uh, the left, I mean, they can say whatever they want, and there's no repercussions. People on the right, not so much. Uh, Let's take a look. As she looks into what people like Keith Olbermann have been saying, uh, and she shows what Keith Olbermann has been saying. Take a look at this. Donald Trump is a loser. Trump is indeed effing crazy. 
I'm setting aside policy for a moment because as mindless and as evil as the baboon's policy is, it can Baboon. and will be rolled back sooner oh, or wow. later. And his policies uh -huh. all hang together if you just keep asking yourself, what would have happened here in this country if the Germans had won World War II? I'm talking about the man himself now. His brain mm -hmm. does not work correctly. Huh. There is a myriad of possible explanations, and we have hit them all here. Congenital disease, drug use, mm -hmm. any of a dozen post-concussion traumas, Alzheimer's, senility, lack of common sense, lack of awareness of things in the world besides himself, and endless specific emotional or psychological or intellectual incapacities, mm -hmm. or all of these things at the same time. You said recently uh, via tweet, that Trump and his family have done more damage to America than bin Laden and ISIS combined. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. In addition Idiotic. to telling the president to go to hell, he has also spewed the following to describe Trump and his family, uh, a cowardly F-word, a mother effer, a Nazi, a stupid traitor, uh, a rat-faced git, that's an unpleasant and contemptible person, uh, and often tells the president to go F himself. By the way, these are all recent comments, but uh -huh. despite all of this, he yeah. just got another plum job. Yep. A job, ironically, at the same company that just booted Roseanne for Thank violating you. its values. Unreal. And just last night, on a network owned by our parent company, liberal TV star Samantha Bee said this to millions of viewers. Ivanka Trump, who works at the White House, chose to post the second most oblivious tweet we've seen this week. You know, Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child, but let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless c***. He right. Okay, so we don't have time to, to finish this because there's a lot more, but this is amazing because Brooke Baldwin actually calls out the double standard, admits that conservatives have a solid point when they point out the double standard. It's amazing. I mean, at the same company that fired Roseanne, they just hired Keith Olbermann, who's one of the big biggest douchebags in this country. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, we've got Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Huh. There we go. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, it's uh, time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Is that Peppa the Pig? <laughs> so. What were you just saying about the flying stop, nun? Stop, yeah, what's your problem with, with the flying, flying nun? nun? Nobody remembers. Everybody remembers the flying nun. What are you talking about? No one knows the flying nun. I just want everybody to realize the mouth the flying nun has 1967. on her. Nineteen sixty-seven. Right. I will say this. I will say this. She mm -hmm. is another example, and I love Sally Field. 
I love a lot of her work. She's I don't. Been, she's I don't been, love her. But she's been like in her. great movies. Well, like what? Great. Are you kidding me? Everything like such as Gump, Doubtfire, mm-hmm. uh, Steel Magnolias, Ick. Murphy's Romance, Places in the Heart, well, Murphy's Absence Romance. Of Mal- oh, that's with uh, what's his face? I love uh, um, Jim Rockford, Rockford Files, Jim's Garner. Love them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great, it's classic. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a hit, but I like it. Okay. Uh, Absence of Malice, Paul Newman, Smokey and the Bandits, Norma mm. Ray. Mm-hmm. Those are all huge. Mm. Huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but I, what I was, wh- where I was going was yeah. that there's another example of she's another actor that now I watch the movies and I can't enjoy the stupid movies that I like that she's in because all I can think of is how she opened her mouth. Right. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. It's agonizing. It's agonizing. Stop it. I, just I, I don't get it. I, I mean, it's just so counterproductive for them. I, I know, but, but see, she's had such a career now. Yeah. I mean, she's an example of someone who's had you know, such a career that she doesn't care. And she's 70. She right. She doesn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, she's doing her skin commercials or whatever bougie little commercials she does for her grandkids. And, uh, you know, she's happy. Yeah. And she gets yeah, the, so. Yeah. And, you know, she's treated like royalty. Right, she's Hollywood royalty. Well, mm-hmm. well, you know what? No, no, I'm not treating you like royalty, Sally. No, mm-hmm. Not doing it. Um, it's National Donut Day, hmm. Keith. What's that? National Donut Day. Yeah. Then, were... then you said my name, Keith. I wasn't sure what you were. Oh, the two are connected. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we celebrated that this morning, if you recall, when you were filling in for Doc. I, I so... do recall that I celebrated it early, but that was good. on another program yeah. and it had nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There's some leftover donuts sitting in one of these hallways. Go find it. There used to be. I think that's pretty well uh, not true anymore. (laughs) There's no donuts left in this building. Yeah, we're good. No, not from this morning. It's like piranha. Piranha work here. (laughs) 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 Anything there is available to eat, man, is just gone. gone. (laughs) It's like a cow falling into the Amazon and just being devoured in a matter of seconds. Funny yet gross. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, also uh first day of uh, hurricane season mm-hmm. uh so beware be ready they're already downsizing uh they're already eh, it's gonna be a near average season we're gonna downsize yeah the, the the ocean is cooler than usual yeah look we're gonna have maybe 10 to 16 name storms five to nine hurricanes maybe one to four major good well, that's pretty good yeah I mean, and, and they obviously, the good thing about uh, hurricane forecasting is that they get to uh, forecast like every week. Mm-hmm. They forecast and they go, oh, you know what? No. No, I never know. mind. Never, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really inexact. And even during the formation yeah. and the traveling of the hurricane, they don't, I mean, it's. I mean, June 1st is a, is a number that they pick out of the air anyway, really, because it's, you know, summer and it's warm and everything. But we've mm-hmm. already had one. Yeah, you know, a week or so ago. So it's really just a not a hurricane, but a name storm. Well, it was a name storm, yes. Yeah, but I mean, they're already they're already forming. But but I remember when with Hurricane Rita, which immediately followed uh, uh, Katrina, and it was forming in the Gulf, and it was one of the most powerful hurricanes yeah. of all time. Yeah. Well, by the time it got to the uh, shore, right. it was category two or three and had moved it was supposed to hit houston and it didn't hit it at all and went somewhere else and so it's so inexact you don't you can't really pin it all down i know i mean i remember the first the first hurricane that i was a part of when i was like um two 
1984. Wow, you guys Tampa. are so young. Wow. I have Tampa no Bay. idea. Mm-hmm. I think I was two or something like that. Because you're a lot older than Atlanta. I am. If you were two in 84. Something like I don't remember. Maybe, mm-hmm. my, maybe I just remember my grandfather telling me about it. Yeah. Uh, Hurricane Elena mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. But that thing just sat out there. For the whole week, you know, all, all weekend, mm-hmm. days just sat in the middle of golf. Well, what are we doing? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what, but no, your your weather, no, we don't know. They've got minds of their own. Mm-hmm. Could go here, could go there. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. Uh, we also have uh, breaking news, almost, really. I mean, this is something that's, something that's been um, bred into all of us, and now I'm finding out <sighs> it's not true. Hmm. Don't rinse your raw chicken before you cook it. Wait, what? Why? Don't rinse don't your rinse raw it. chicken before you cook it. You don't want salmonella You're or something? You're just making things worse. What? What if I count my chickens before they no, hatch? No, you can't. You're not supposed I can't to do, do that, that either. either. You can. But you're not supposed to. That's okay. That's good yeah, barnyard humor there. Mm-hmm. Why can't you rinse the chicken before <laughs> They're you? They're saying, look, the, the FDA advises against it. UK's Food Standards Agency advises against it. The message isn't getting through. Because there's cookbooks, you know, from back in the 50s, that joy of cooking and Martha Stewart and the cook shows. They all show people and tell people to wash the chickens off. Uh, no, they don't want you to do that. Rinsing off meat or poultry is actually pointless. Uh, any bacteria that might be on the meat surface uh, are going to be burned off during cooking anyway. Meanwhile, the washing process uh, runs the risk of spreading the bacteria all around. Oh, good. When it splashes all over, so there's no hmm. there's no point in it. I mean, that does make sense. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. And you get the the camp the Campylobacter mm, bacteria. Yeah, there we go. I knew you were going to bring that up. The uh, Campylobacter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. You just need 500 cells of that, and that will give you uh, diarrhea for a week. Oh, nice. So if you get more than that, then you just need you don't need a little bit more. You get E. coli, salmonella. You know, I, I don't worry about it. So, Pat, when you yeah. woke up this morning, you're thinking, man, I'm going to have a great show today. Did you think that part of your program would <laughs> include the phrase diarrhea for a week? Well, if that, I'm just saying if you have Campbell. I couldn't have dreamed of such a thing. You know that it would have been that good. It's a... Uh... <laughs> So here we are. Campbell factor. <clears throat> you know, sure. That's the beauty of having Jeffy on. Ready to move. Uh-huh. You just never know. <laughs> Let me, can I ask a question? The pig doesn't I'm, don't I'm starting to get ticked. Don't look at me right? when the pig, the pig does his thing. When did Keith get pig rights? Because <laughs> I would like to argue that point. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The camera has never shown me squeezing the pig on the yes. air. It's always on something else whenever the pig chirps in. I think. Right, I just thought, <laughs> Maybe. Right, I'm guys? Getting, tight shot. There I'm we go. a little frustrated. Oh, <laughs> Time to move to Vermont. Vermont uh, is willing to pay new residents to work remotely and for an out-of-state employer. All in an effort. They want people to move there. Uh, They're getting a little low on population. Move here. You can uh, can work for a company out-of-state. We'll give you $10,000. Come to Vermont. Live in Vermont. $10,000? Ten grand. Just to move there? Takes effect January 1st, 2019. Just to move there. The state would award grants first come, first sub basis. Uh, So uh, show up. Live in Vermont. Vermont's pretty. Yeah, pro tip for Vermont. Stop electing communists as senators and governors, and maybe we'll consider it. Okay. Yeah. Just a thought. Mm -hmm. I I don't don't really mind that thought. (laughs) Uh, Audio we'll have on Monday uh, uh, should be uh, airing uh, the weekend. Uh, Bill Clinton uh, doesn't it. Talked about Bill Clinton in an interview set to air on CBS Sunday morning. Former President Bill Clinton will respond to Senator Kristen Gillibrand's assertion that he should have resigned over the Lewinsky affair. Hmm. His comment, you have to, 
really ignore what the context was. But, you know, she's living in a different context, and she did it for different reasons. So I just disagree with her. <laughs> okay. No, he should not have been. He was happy. He says there was nothing impeachable. They knew there was nothing impeachable. We fought it to the end, and I'm glad we did. What a surprise. I know. I know. <laughs> really, what a surprise. All right, when you're talking about uh, uh, movies and Sally Fields, I was looking through uh, a story that had, like, the top 16 uh, highest-paid movie roles of all time. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of fascinating. It's Friday. I thought I'd go through them a little bit. But Emma Stone, for as uh, in La La Land, $26 million. Really? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator. In Terminator 3, $29 million. Mm-hmm. These are pretty good paydays for these guys. Yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey uh, in Yes Man, $30 million. Wow. <clears throat> Tom Hanks. Saving Private Ryan, $40 million. And that was a long time ago. So yeah. this must include back-end, like profits? Well, some of these, uh, right. well, they mention in a couple of these the deals that were made. So some of these I don't think were. I think they were just up, this is what they got wow. paid. Because Cameron Diaz here, this is where they mention uh, the back deal, uh, paid a million to get a bad teacher produced, but received a portion of the box office earnings, which got her $40 million. So, <laughs> Cameron Diaz made forty million for a movie. I know that, and that bad teacher one too. And I, the, I don't Oof. think that did that well, did it? Well, it did well with uh, young boys. Yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> <laughs> well said. So, are these the highest paid? This according to movie? this, according to this, it talks about this. They run this down according to the the highest paid movie roles of all time, but then they give separate. Sources, so I'm not, you know, like Cameron Diaz is from Yahoo Finance. Robert Downey Jr. in in Iron Man, uh, The Avengers made fifty million. Jeez, and wow. that, you know, he got paid fifty million just for the first one. Mm. Uh, DiCaprio uh, in Inception, fifty million dollars. That wasn't even a good movie. Well, no, but you know what? Like he did this. Uh, he did. Uh, uh, Inception just from box office earnings, but his deal also included home video and television sales. So he took a pay cut to do the movie, got the dollar with the gross points. Right. I mean, that's, that's Jack, smart. I know. Nicholson, the Joker, Batman, $50 million. And he was paid wow. $6 million up front for his role as the 89 Batman mm-hmm. and secured the deal, another deal on top of that that included box office earnings and merchandise sales from its sequels. Pretty pretty nice. That is a good deal. It's a good gig if you can get it. Boy, no kidding. Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, fifty five million. Now he's and he's earned, flat broke, by the way. He's earned uh, three hundred million. I read six hundred and fifty million in his career. Okay, but that, I'm talking about just the pirates. Oh, okay, just the pirate movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. his entire career, it's supposedly six hundred and fifty million, and he squandered it all. It's amazing. Uh, I read an article where he was spending more than $2 million a month for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that, uh, if I mean you... that's a lot of money. You get $24 million a year? Uh, on what? Well, you've got upkeep You're going to burn through homes. money pretty fast that way. Upkeep yeah. on homes. Yeah, upkeep on homes. What kind of upkeep are you doing on... for $2 million a, year, a month? Pat, <clears throat> oh my gosh, there's, there's plenty of uh, yeah. yard work and 
upkeep and house cleaning and uh-huh. cooking and uh-huh. Uh-huh. car washing and okay. yeah. driveway washing. And Two million for that? Mm-hmm. A month? Yeah. 24 million. You can buy a, a shovel, dig in the middle I mean, of the desert. I mean, for just a basic, <laughs> a, a, just a small time million dollars. Yeah, because you might have to bury at. a necklace or something in the <laughs> desert. What if you're burying a, a necklace yeah. in the desert? How much is that going to cost? If you're spending two million a month on that, yeah. you're doing commercials like that. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yep. You're, and you and are that's why he's the, doing that's right. the Dior uh, commercial. You aren't doing. lying. Can stupid. you do these commercials? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. You know, I'm being accused of beating my wife. I'm, uh, oh, well. Yeah. Well, all right. Here's a commercial for you. <laughs> That's right. Good luck. We've got some commercials for you to do in uh, in China, too. Can you do those? Yes. yes. <laughs> Tom Hanks says Forrest Gump made $60 million. That's a two Hanks now. $60, $60 million for Gump. Jeez. Oof. But he got. Uh, I love that movie, though. I like it. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So bad. Such a terrible movie. $65 million. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so not worth it. <laughs> but to get him back, they had to deal. They split the lar- they split the portion of the film's earnings between uh, Ford, Spielberg, and Lucas hmm. just to get him back. Hmm. Um, Depp, again, okay, here we go, because he made $68 million from Alice in Wonderland. Wow. Right there, so you're up. Close to 400, right? I mean, yeah. Uh huh. Amazing. Uh, Sandra Bullock in Gravity, 70 million. Wow. She was paid 20 million up front. All right. Then she made the deal that included 15% of box office revenue, at least 70 million. Wow. Jeez. Pretty good. Yep. Cruise, Tom Cruise as uh, uh, Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. 75 million and he's worth every penny yeah he he is for that for that i role, think he is for that role mm-hmm. every penny for almost any role people go to tom cruise movies yes very if he has one that fails it's a that's it's, pretty yeah. rare yeah mm-hmm. uh will smith as uh agent j in men in black three hundred million dollars no way the men wrong in black business 300 million for one movie he got a hundred million dollars one hundred, not three. One, oh, okay, one hundred. Yes, the wrong business. Yes. Oh, okay, <laughs> the, well, I mean the movie. <laughs> I know. And Keanu Reeves as uh, they got him here as number one, but they're using it as his uh, Matrix films, mm-hmm. the three, which has got him at two hundred and fifty million mm-hmm. with for three movies. So I mean uh, the the I'm guessing Tom might have come pretty close to that with all the Mission Impossibles. And, yeah, I would guess. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got, uh, I don't know how much you got for Men in Black, but you're looking at, uh, I mean, Downey Jr. probably way over that. For the for Iron Man. Oh, yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. I don't know that that's, mm-hmm. that's going to count more than just the three. And uh, Depp for Pirates of the Caribbean, right? That was four of those. Yeah. So that's still pretty good. I mean, and Keanu Reeves. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> not worth it. Come on, man. Not worth uh, it. Not at all. <clears throat> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're going to talk about some of the best and worst jobs. Seems like acting is a pretty pretty good gig, but we'll uh, we'll look at some <laughs> of the some of the salaries uh, from careercast.com and, oh, and uh, they they rate some of the best and, and worst jobs you can get into. Meantime, losing weight, keeping it off, can be a real struggle. And once you hit a certain age, once you get to, yeah, sometimes for some people it's like. What was it in your case, Jeffy? Two? Uh, you were at two? 
I mean, give me a break. Five. Five. Okay. (laughs) But it's a real struggle to lose weight and then keep that weight off. So Riduzone can definitely help. If you, you know, just eat decently, proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose weight. And more importantly, keep those pounds from coming back. Riduzone is safe. It's natural. It's FDA acknowledged. And they've taken the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA that is shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. So if you've been trying and failing and it's getting really frustrating, give Riduzone a shot. Order it today at Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Promo code PAT. For 30% off a three-month supply. Time to make it happen. Let Riduzone help you out. Riduzone.com. Promo code PAT for 30% off. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Is here. All right, 888-933-93. We're going to get to your calls in a second. Uh, but we got to tell you about the best and worst jobs because we were just talking about what a great job acting Boy, can no be. no kidding. It's a good gig <clears throat> if you can get it. Yeah, well, for the upper echelon. It's like every other well, business. You know, when you get to the top of the business, there's there's good money to be made. You say that, you know, and, and I was watching, you watch a lot of the shows that are being made now, like on Amazon and uh, HBO, and as an example, there's a lot of reoccurring roles by the same actors. So mm-hmm. I get the impression that, you know, you show up, know your lines, yeah, and do your work, you break a pretty good living. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but careercast.com, uh, rated the best jobs in America based on uh, some criteria like yeah, salary, salary mm-hmm. stress, <laughs> and a good work environment. And if you have to work with Jeffy. Okay. So they combine what you make, the kind of living you make, with the stress and the working environment. I must uh, have missed the call. <laughs> at number 10 is an actuary. Oh, yeah. What a great gig. That is a good gig, man. Uh, how many people? How many little kids Girls, do you know yeah. that I, 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 I want to grow up to be an actuary? Absolutely. Dad. Every one of them. Uh, $101,560 is the annual median salary. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Operations research analyst, 81390. I, I love being an operations research analyst. Man, that is. Do you? What about an oh, information man. security analyst? Ninety-two thousand six hundred. Those, those, those people are kind of jerks. Data scientist, one hundred and fourteen thousand five twenty. Wow. Medical services manager, ninety-eight three fifty. Statistician, eighty-four thousand. Occupational therapist, eighty-three thousand. University professor. If you're and you're tenured, so you can almost not lose your job, but it's right. seventy-six thousand uh, dollars. that's that's got to be low. I have a nephew who's making a. Heck of a lot I've more than that. Got to be low. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I've known so... I've known a couple uh, couple professors that earn a lot. Yeah, and especially if you're doing research. Yes. Uh, wow. 
Uh, there was a you research friend of, uh, of ours in of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. He did what he wanted. Yeah, several hundred amazing. thousand dollars. Yes, absolutely. M- mathematician, 103. Being a mathematician? Wait, when you sit around with a <clears throat> calculator all day? What is this? Number one profession, genetic counselor, 77,000. Wow. So there must be some other good benefits like the work environment and low stress. Right. <clears throat> I mean, we, do I have any appointments today? No. Okay. I'm gonna, okay. I'll be home. Yeah. Uh, so, on the other end of the spectrum, the worst jobs oh, okay. of 2018. Oh, no. At number 211, the pest control worker. Oh, yeah. They make for 34000 and that that's probably tough. sucks. That's a tough You know, game. you're working outside. Mm-hmm. Outside, inside, you got to deal with people, deal with bugs, and you got to smell, it. you got to be around the, the bug Boys, sprays, smell right? and stuff yeah. all Wouldn't the time. Like that. Advertising salesperson, 49000 at number 213 on the list, broadcaster. There we go. Really? <laughs> That's wow. because it's such high stress uh-huh. and a bad work environment. And it's weighted well, because we have to work definitely didn't talk to anyone here then because that would have bumped the number up. And mm-hmm. unless you're, you know, you've been some places like big markets and, you know, you're national or yeah. whatever, you're not going to make a lot of money doing this. No. If you're just rank and file DJ or broadcaster, $40,910. Now, it's... That's that's really low, but that includes. I think that's a little low, but all the schlubs across the country. Yeah, like, that, that's probably right. Working in Dubuque, Iowa, and and, and you know, like a, we, Bemidji, Minnesota. Hmm. I was thinking that if you're doing local radio like that, you're making forty grand. You're doing a show, mm-hmm. you know, doing local radio. You're doing some live spots. But you're getting you're free tickets to movies, right? As yeah. a local end, you're getting a lot of free mm-hmm. stuff, and you're out and about. So people have the assumption that you make a lot of money. Yeah. And you do get some perks. Yeah, you do. It's nice. Uh, disc jockey is number two hundred and fourteen on the list because disc jockeys make. Nothing. Nothing. 31.5. Nothing. Oh, yeah, that's flip card readers, man. That's Correction tough. officer makes 43. Enlisted military, 26,000. That's embarrassing. Think of that. That's, that's terrible. That's that's awful. Uh. Retail salesperson, 23. Newspaper reporter, 39. A logger makes yeah, 38. There, that's a no tough gig, newspaper man. newspaper reporting anymore. I mean, that's... And then taxi driver at $24,000. A logger. Man, the first time I... No, thank you I on any of it. Wow, that's a tough gig. You logged? That's a tough gig. No, you did not. Oh, that's, that's a tough gig. <laughs> you sat on the tree. When we were... Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, welcome. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, we've been talking about the uh, Samantha B situation. You can uh, just one word, which what all she said. I mean, in the scope of what we're doing to these poor immigrants where they come to the border, you know, parents with babies, and we just rip the babies out of their arms, out of the arms of the mothers, and then we beat the mothers within an inch of their lives and then drag them back across the border and just leave them there to die. Hmm. And then they just they leave the children on the side of the road and just hope somebody picks them up. They don't even know what's going on. Well, it's either that or 
None of the above. Like uh, 7,000 kids showed up at the border and they were unaccompanied by their parents. They were not ripped out of the arms of their parents. They were set up with sponsors here in this country. And then they checked on these 7,000 and about, you know, 5,600 of them responded. We knew where they were and uh, that was taken care of. There was another... Is it 1,473-ish that didn't respond to the government inquiries? Whose fault is that? Uh, Oftentimes, it's the people who we tried to contact and say, hey, how's how's the kid doing? Well, they didn't want to know because a lot of those people are illegal aliens. And guess what? They don't want to talk to federal agents. (laughs) Jeez. So, uh... It would be nice if people like Samantha B would, I don't know, tell the truth. At least look into what you're talking about. It's pathetic. It's really, really pathetic. And then you've got Sally Field supporting uh, her by saying that she was wrong to call Ivanka Trump the C-word because... The C word is all about um, you know beauty and I mean, strong. strength and right. mm-hmm. whatnot and mm. so forth. Uh, thank you, Flying Nun, or whatever <laughs> your role is. I don't know, and whatever movie you've done. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Roy Ann in uh, Missouri. You're on the blaze. Hey Pat. Hey. Um. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Um. Okay. Samantha B. used the C word that was wrong, that was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Can we also address what else Samantha B. said? Yes. About Can. getting Ivanka yeah. to dress up scantily mm-hmm. and go talk to her dad? That yeah. was absolutely disgusting. It really was. Encur- encouraging an incestuous relationship. Did that's more insulting than using the C word, if you ask me. Yeah, it, yes, uh, it is to to imply that he would obviously be turned on by that and respond to that. Um, yeah, yes, it's it's ugly, and but that I mean that perception is perpetuated because appreciate the call, Royanne, because you know in the past the president has talked about how beautiful his daughter is, and and people make a big deal out of that all the time. Um, but yeah, you're right. That was despicable as well. But that, I mean, there's so much wrong with what's being said and what's, what people get away with and what people on the right can't get away with. It's really, it, it's staggering. <clears throat> now, speaking of sexual relationships. Oh, and Jeffy left. Bad yeah, timing. I know. Uh-huh. Sex on Mars. Whoa is a big possibility now because uh, NASA and other space agencies around the world are actually planning to go there. And they're, they're trying to figure out how life on Mars could actually exist. What will we need when we get there? How would things work? If you colonize it, would people survive? And because it's not science fiction anymore, because people are actually thinking about doing this, they're actually trying to consider all the things that may happen. Like, if women get pregnant on Mars, uh, how does that change things? And apparently quite a bit. Hmm. 
In fact, they're saying that sex on Mars could lead to a new species altogether. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Stop it. Because it changes everything when you're in two-thirds less gravity than you are here. They don't even know if a human woman could carry a baby to term on Mars because it's got one-third the gravity, gravitational pull. Wow. How would that affect the baby? In conceiving and carrying and birthing the offspring, uh, nobody really knows. The first and most obvious hurdle is the low-gravity environment. Um, With just one-third the gravity of Earth, Mars travelers will be subjected to a whole range of health problems. Scientists know this because astronauts who've spent months and in some some cases years in space have been closely studied for changes to their biology. Lower gravity causes muscles to deteriorate rapidly and can even weaken bone structure. On top of that, astronauts sometimes experience vision problems and even changes to the shape of their brains. I didn't know that. No way. And that's just a few of the things that perfectly healthy people otherwise would have to deal with in space. And then and then you've got the microgravity environment. So they don't even know if, if this could work. Uh, The study also examined the inherent challenges of bolstering the numbers of a small colony of settlers on the planet. The concept of love might have to take a back seat to pure survival, with men and women being paired up by biology rather than emotion. Hmm. Additionally, some individuals may never be allowed to have children due to undesirable traits that are a risk to the colony as a whole. But what they're saying is a Mars baby... Um, might never be able to return to Earth because they couldn't handle it, having been born in that in that gravitational environment, and then coming here to ours. It's a lot like uh, what little Kalel went through when he came from Krypton. You know the super gravitational pull there, and then he came here to the to the lighter gravity, and and everything was a breeze for him. He was super strong here. He could fly here. He could, lasers could come out of his eyes here. You know, so in other words, if you're going from Earth to Mars, that's how you would be. You'd be a lot stronger. You'd be used to a, a tougher gravitational pull that made your muscles stronger. Hmm. But the reverse, hmm. like let's say you went from Earth to Krypton. Well, you'd be a, you'd be miserable there. I'm sure you would be. You, it wouldn't work out I'm, very I'm, well. I'm sure it would not work out. Just like going from Earth to Mars or Mars back to Earth, you'd have a tough time. So I'm a little bummed that maybe maybe it won't even be able to happen. I don't know. And I'm really counting on that because we're destroying this planet, as we've been told many, many times. Oh, that's times. true. Now, that, now that's absolutely mm. fact. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's catastrophic global warming, except for the fact that there's been no warming uh, for about 18 years. <laughs> uh, and then the ice that was going to completely go away, according to Dr. Mouth Lathke. Some of Dr. Math Laothke's research suggests <laughs> that in summer, some summer month, in 75% of the ice could be completely gone in some areas of the Arctic. And so now we're finding out what? What did we find out yesterday? Much more ice in the Arctic. Yeah. Much more ice in Greenland. 600 billion tons. Mm-hmm. Of extra ice in Greenland. 600 billion tons? So in order to get that in, in poundage, 
You multiply 600 billion by 2,000. Well, that, I don't even know what that number is, but I remember it's big. an E came up on my calculator. Because it's that. way over a trillion. Is it's it? probably in the hundreds so? of trillions. Yeah, it's got to be. Maybe it's the quadrillions. And, and nobody, you can't measure that. You can't even fathom that amount of ice. That <laughs> is unreal. Yep. Plus, they just said, we've got a, uh, we've got a better than normal tornado season. We've had almost no activity there. And they're looking at a better hurricane season, meaning less hurricanes than they thought were going to occur because we've got cooler than normal ocean temperatures. What? Which the ocean was supposed to be boiling by now, wasn't it? Absolutely. So hot that we're not going to be able to survive the heat of the ocean. Mm -mm, No, I mean, because the ocean is working overtime. Because if it wasn't for the ocean, then woo. Well, because nobody knew how the earth actually worked. CBS figured it out. We were all surprised that, you know, this happened. Carbon emissions also trap heat. Today's report shows oceans have absorbed 90% of that heat, raising ocean temperatures by half a degree. Had all that heat gone into the atmosphere, air temperatures could have risen by more than 200 degrees. Which would have been bad. They're right about that. that. Now, I would call that catastrophic. Not a heat wave? No, I would call that catastrophic okay, well. at that point because it's what, 100 today or it's going to be 100 this week, mm-hmm. tomorrow? 106, 106 today? Yeah. Can you imagine 306? I can't. 307? I can't. You're talking about serious sunscreen at that point. You think that would help? Yeah, yeah. You I do. Like like SPF. Just long sleeves. 9,000. Like long sleeves. La- like long sleeves, okay. maybe a baseball cap, and then and then you can go swimming. Okay. But I wouldn't go out with the, without the sunblock, that's for sure. That's true. Not in 307. No. <laughs> so, silly. if all of that heat had gone into the atmosphere instead of the oceans, so you're telling me you didn't know how the Earth works? Then how can we possibly listen to anything you're saying on what's going to happen to the planet? It's ludicrous. Who's with me on that? Uh, uh, it's the, ludicrous. The pig's with you. The, of course. Of course the pig's with you. Because the pig is totally logical. Totally logical. The pig knows. It's like the bees. Mm -hmm. The bees knew. Mm -hmm. Now the pig knows. And uh, I rest my case. I see what you did. See, the pig knows. Pig knows, like double entendre. It's Friday, and mm, uh, I'm ready to take off. Thank you. 888-900-3393. (laughs) And look at this. We are joined once again uh, by Brad Staggs. Oh, oh, I thought Jeffy was in here. I saw the pig, and I thought maybe... You were trying to tell me something. Now, first of all, you're cutting down on sugar, right? I'm We've been talking to. about uh, diets wow. and trying exercise. To. It's and very difficult. Tell me I'm about trying it. to. Tell there's, me about it. There's sugar in everything. No, not ice cream. He's right well, about that's true. That. Right? Well, yeah. They flavor no, it with kale, right. remember? You're right. Yeah. Uh, there's no... There is... It's cream and kale, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No, 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 you're right. There, there, mm-hmm. I think on occasion you'll find Brussels sprouts. Yeah, it was sweetened mm-hmm. with the Brussels sprout yes. taste. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. not sugar. No. no I totally... Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It is true. I mean, everything you want to have... Even like bread, there's sugar in bread. They put sugar in everything. It's hidden everywhere. That's yeah. why you should always avoid looking at the list of ingredients. Because <laughs> you're not going to like you it. avoid it. That's how you avoid knowing. You're never. It's unless you, and I was thinking about that this morning, actually, unless you go out every week and just mm-hmm. buy a butt ton of vegetables right. and prepare do you like all vegetables? your meals. Do you like them? I do. So um, what have you been some. eating? Well... 
What are you avoiding? What, what am I trying to avoid? Cookies. That's the number one thing I've been trying to avoid. Really? That, that's my weak spot. So if I see More cookies, so than ice cream or something, it's yes. cookies for you? Although I ha- have had ice cream like uh, this week. Oh, no. Okay, I've had, I've had oh, it. No. But it's the Brussels sprout ice cream, so it doesn't count. <laughs> but Brad, yeah. How, but yeah. I just, inquiring minds want to know, um, how heavy is a, uh, quote, butt ton? Oh, it, it can be. It depends on whose butt ton you're speaking of. That's a good point. Right. So it just it just good depends. point. That and if it's a Jeffy butt ton, mm. uh, you're talking. Well, I mean, the, you're, twelve you're, billion pounds. Your calculator would give you that error. Again yeah, it would. if you tried to calculate that. <laughs> that and beer. Those are the two things I've been trying to. Because beer, I know it sucks. Is there sugar in beer? Well, I think the way it breaks down, it does break down into sugars. I can't look at you. That's the problem with this stuff. I know. And that's what I was learning on that uh, documentary, The Magic Pill, that I was watching about the ketogenic diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- everything turns into what yeah. it's not supposed to. Yes. And so that's why they suggest the high-fat, no-sugar diet, which is interesting to me. Because, it, it, I mean, that's so antithetical. Well, f- but fat, and this is one of the things I, that took a while to learn, fat doesn't make you fat. Right. Right. It, it's weird. what your body burns and right. your brain needs. Yes. and Which it, is why the fat on steaks... Tastes so good, like that big lump of fat yeah. on the outside. Oh, you bu- you've made me so hungry. I know. I just want to eat a steak. I know with the fat. Yeah, yes. When they trim off the fat, yes. that's Say a mistake. What? Let's Huge just do mistakes. an albino rock Friday and take off, and then leave and go We're get good? steak. Yeah. Put, on, put on stairway to my great grandmother. I mean, not grandmother. My great aunt used. She lived with us for the last few years of her life, from 101 to 103. Mm. Wow, and she she swore that she got that old because two because of two things she kept the sun off her at all times. Mm-hmm. Every time she went outside, she had something to shield her face. Uh, the other thing she always did was eat the gristle off of meat. Ugh. Loved it. Didn't like the meat itself. She ate the gristle. That's <laughs> like, the, that's that's too chewy though. That's the stuff that likes it's like chewing on joints. She loved okay. It. I, you know what? We're gonna stay and do the whole show now. I'm Ugh. now. Let me ask you this: yeah. <laughs> Does a low Sugar diet help with your earwax? You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, so in, the, right. in that case, I say we just go get pixie sticks and eat all of them. All right. You, did you ever have pixie sticks? Uh, yes. Yeah. I love My them. uncle used I to bring those, ho- the, the big long ones. Like I used to have footers. one of those before every softball game when, <laughs> back in the day. Man, that was like pure I mean, that's sugar. pure sugar. Yes. Just sugar. I don't think so, there's anything else in it. No, I don't think so. energy for every That game. was so good. It's too. sugar and food coloring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. So what's mm-hmm. the problem here? I don't know. My, my no grandma, problem. by the way, my grandmother lived to be 100. She thought I was somebody else by the time she was 100. But sure. That's sad. She, you know, she did live to be 100. Hmm. So there's something to be said there. How long, how long before she died was she out of it? About a year. Uh, only, oh, that's only, not bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. That's so not bad. If, uh, as can't that's say, my biggest fear. I just don't want, I don't want that. Don't want to be laying in a bed nope. somewhere with somebody else wiping your butt. No, golly, no. No. No, and I've begged my family, just, I don't know what, you know, if hospice is there, just accidentally give me a yeah. morphine overdose. Yep. Oopsie daisies. Yep. Because I, I, I told them, I used to tell them, just shoot me in the head. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they decided, that's kind of murder. Kind, it kind of is. Kind of murder. And it's kind of, yeah. it kind of leaves them on the hook. Right. right. When you're dead. <laughs> and I don't want that. They're still standing there going, <laughs> right. oh, man. <laughs> But right. he told us to. Uh huh. That just doesn't, as a defense, that usually doesn't. It doesn't fly. work. No, no, it really doesn't. Um, but uh, no, it, one thing I can pretty much. Um, can I say this? Yeah, I, I think I can say this. Mm. Excess earwax won't kill you. No. This Unless, makes... of course, it develops into a massive infection inside your head. Okay. Mm. In which case, can that happen? Sure. Okay. I think mm-hmm. so. 
All right. And I think pretty much we can all agree that if we just keep our ears clean by going to usewaxrx.com and using promo code radio for free standard shipping, it's going to be a good Friday and we'll all live to be 103. Nice. Or at least have clean ears at usewaxrx.com. Oh. Yeah, and you'll be able to hear things yeah. really well. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. It's Friday. I used to play this thing that just, it gave me chills every time I heard it. It was from, uh, you probably remember this, Keith. It was from Paul Harvey. Hmm. Paul Harvey used to say every Friday, good morning, Americans. It's It's Friday. Friday. (laughs) And I would play that clip all the time uh, until I got to Houston where they were paying attention to what I was doing. Right. And then they... They had an injunction put on me for playing. Because you Paul started Harvey. that in Houston. A nice. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, when you got to Houston. Yeah, that's at when the I was beginning, doing. You were doing it, and you're telling me you, they cracked down on you there. Yeah. What in yeah. the world? Back yeah. off. They they made me stop. I'm like, what? Really? But we aired. I just can't. I can't use the Paul Harvey thing. Didn't we air Paul Harvey on that station, or at least one of the stations owned by that? Uh, one cluster? of the stations owned by that, but that wasn't good enough for him. Oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed, uh, where Huckleberry John says, "Man, is it disheartening to hear you guys talk about how terrible salaries <laughs> that are similar to mine." Mm. And I designed plumbing and HVAC for construction projects. I'm twenty nine, so I guess I'm not worth a lot more. LOL. Uh, you know, when you're twenty nine. Uh, uh, Maybe I don't know what salary Wait. it was that he was talking about. Wait, we just learned to today his. that you're 26, mm-hmm. right? right. It's, yes, mm-hmm. that's what we learned. So let's just leave it at that. We'll just let that one lay. Uh, conservative in Connecticut. This is his response to Jeffy saying he was a logger. Okay. He says uh, dropping logs is not being a logger. We don't. Need I'm this. not sure. I, I don't understand that reference. Do you? You don't have to read every tweet. Pat. <laughs> I know. Shut up. <laughs> I regret that a little bit now. Uh, From Nicole. That list is fake news. I didn't see facial cream salesperson anywhere on it. Good point. Very good. Look how many people have left their actual jobs to become facial cream salespeople. And that's why you don't have to publish those numbers because most people just know since everybody is a facial cream salesperson. I still, that's still one of the most baffling things to me is that that whatever company that is (laughs) keeps getting away with those fake stories. Talk about fake news. That is as fake as it gets. They just make stuff up. They make up fake quotes and fake jobs from real people that uh, people are leaving their job and and there's trouble in their marriage because of it. And they've just made it up out of whole cloth. Really amazing. Uh, From Kristen. Sally Field and other celebs defending Samantha Bee. And we wonder why Harvey Weinstein got away with what he did for so long. From Truth Matters, there's a documentary about growing up on another planet, then uh, not being able to live here, called, oh, The Space Between Us. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I, I remember the previews of that. It looked, looked interesting. 
This weekend, the only thing that I've ever heard of that comes out in the theaters is the movie. Uh, mm, now I've just forgotten. It's flew, flown right out of my head. Oh, something about being in an ocean and yeah, uh huh, boat swamp. Uh-huh. All right, uh-huh. I'm into it. It's called Two People That Go Out to See. This is the actual title. Really? Two people go out to see. One's a man, one's a woman, and then a hurricane comes up. One falls overboard, and then it struggles. That's not good word economy. It's called adrift. Oh, but uh, but it's that whole sentence that I just gave you is before adrift. It's a very long title. Look for it at a theater near Sounds you. Very European. Or don't. I don't really care. I have got no interest in the movie at all. Uh, also, we got to pl- we have to remind you of the Alex Jones interview with the thirty year old man who was ordered out of his parents' home <laughs> by a uh, a judge, a court ruling. Mm-hmm. Michael Rotondo uh, was just evicted, and the deadline for being out was, I think, 11 o'clock Central Time today? Yeah, yeah noon noon Eastern today. Noon Eastern, 11 Central. Right at the beginning of the show, the man had to get out. Mm -hmm. So he said he's in the process of hauling the rest of his belongings out of his parents' house and into a storage unit. He's getting the help of a cousin who has a truck. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I don't have a truck, because I can always yeah. say, no, nah, I can't help you. I don't have a truck. I've become that guy. Would I love to help? Mm-hmm. You bet. I just can't. I've I've gone from <laughs> begging people, can I borrow your truck? Can you please, please, please? Now mm-hmm. I'm the guy that, that gets those annoying I will ref- I, I, I refuse to try to suck people into helping me move. I. That's why I have in reserve... Uh, enough money to always call a moving company. It's and when just, you're in radio, you've got to always be prepared to call a moving yeah, company because that the only people that move more frequently than us are military brats. No kidding. Uh, seriously. So uh, this 30-year-old guy, Rotundo, Michael Rotundo, actually is, is crediting Alex Jones for being able to move out of his house. Uh, Jones gave Rotundo $3,000. <laughs> when he appeared on the show last week. And it was worth every penny because what a good. brilliant interview that was. <laughs> we don't have time here, but we're going to remind you of it coming up here oh, in a few minutes. Oh, good, yeah. Because it's Friday, and that's fun. It's uh-huh. just plain fun. Uh-huh. Also, uh, some Nike shoes now. Oh, I want these so badly. With a built-in stash pouch. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So they're like flip-flops. Yep. It's kind of like a fanny pack. a fanny pack on the shoe. Above your foot there, like, you know, huh. on top of the sandal. Genius. Genius. Interesting. I cannot yeah. believe that I didn't invent this because this is exactly the kind of thing that I It's a I really want. good idea. Look at that. I mean, it's on the Blaze TV. It's so cool. I don't know how much these things are going to cost, but if they're reasonable, I want about five pair. Like what, a pair in the truck? It's a genius idea. in the garage. Genius idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, while the uh, West, West waste bags, you know, the little, yeah, little fanny, fanny pack. pack. Mm-hmm. Fanny pack have exper- experienced a resurgence. Nike's making it a little bit better by doing this. I love it. Brilliant. Somebody better be getting rich off of this idea. There is nothing more embarrassing than a man wearing a fanny pack, in my personal opinion. Now, if you wear a fanny pack and you love them, I mean, He's saying you're not a man. He's saying that you are not (laughs) a man. I'm just saying. I'm saying you're not a man. Keith is saying you're not a man. Keith is definitely. Take it out on him. Okay. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray Unleashed. 888 right? It's the old David Bowie. This sounds like the David Bowie song where he starts talking at the beginning. Can you can you redo this? I don't want to go home. I don't want to stay in. Yeah. And then he starts into... Yeah, 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 I got you. What song is that? I can't remember, yeah. but that's what that reminds me of every time. Uh, 888 Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Patriotic Puddin'. Modern Love. Modern Love, yes. That's what it is, yep. Uh, Patriotic Puddin' says... Now this is as far as the weight of... What will oh. we be weighing here? Six, oh, the, 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 the ice. The ice, right? Oh, no, the curling stone. Oh, okay, the curling stone. But what does a stone weigh in stones? Which right. is, yeah. <laughs> and so I did the poundage was 38 to 44 pounds, but a curling stone weighs between 2.7 and uh, 7.1 and 4, 2.428 stone. I don't so know. So the stone weighs 2.48 stone. I messed up the math. <laughs> from Arthur uh, from Texas. Uh, because you mentioned a while ago, this is a 51st anniversary of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and we were kind of talking to Beatles. And Keith, because he's always different on music, said uh, Revolver. Yeah. What, no, Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul was Revolver your favorite. Is good, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, and Arthur from Texas agrees. Mm-hmm. And the non-LP singles from those sessions are my favorite Beatles material by a mile. I don't know those. Keith, I grew up being told that the Beatles ruined rock by my dad. He was born in 37. Oh, I didn't like the Beatles until my 30s, wow. and he's now 45. You were abused as a child then, if that's what your parents told you. Sabes84 says, I hate the Beatles. Oh, I said nobody. You said nobody did. Ever hated the Beatles. Sabes84 does. Wow. Rotten liar. Why don't you keep your mouth shut? Well, I never met him until right then. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't make claims that you can't back up. Your mouth is writing checks that your hand can't cash. That's that's really (laughs) catchy there, the way you clean that up. Here, uh, this this guy right here. People on Twitter are asking uh-huh. for uh, him to have oh, a name. Oh, for a name <laughs> for the for the pink pig. Uh-huh. How about Jeffy the pink pig? Uh, Jeffy Junior. Jeffy Junior. I mean, J it's squared. the only way you can go, right? J squared. Yeah, we can go with J squared. This the pink pig. Either Jeffy Junior the pink pig or JJ or J squared the pink pig. But I mean, is there any I mean, other I, name? I don't think in there's another honor name. of Jeffy. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I think every pig in the world is named Jeffy, <laughs> as evidenced by our coworker. It's a weird phenomenon, but uh, whatever. Huh. Kristen writes fewer hurricanes this year. Doctor Maslowski disagrees. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would. Uh, we were talking about that 30 year old man who moved out. I got to remind we we have to take a second look because <laughs> this was priceless at the interview between Alex Jones. And Michael Rotundo. For some reason, he brought him into the studio all the way across country, brings him into the studio and sits down with him. And here's what happened. Amazing. There's 7 billion people. Most of them are retarded. Shiv it. This has been done by design. They're getting ready to cull everybody. They got the race specific bioweapons ready, everything. I really don't want to be part of this process. I've been offered to be part of it. I I really don't want to do it. So I, I, I don't want to kill you. You understand? Okay, yeah. That's good I'm not to hear. joking around, brother. All right. I'm I, I'm not going to kill you. I, I'm saying, I'm but shaking. I I do represent on the good side the, the 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 brainiac consciousness. The way I'm talking is standard operating procedure at the highest levels. Okay. <laughs> this is this is the language. What? I mean, what 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 is that? I, 
if there's no way you could follow that conversation. There's no way. It's so good. And and he throws things out like race specific bioweapons. What? And I've been offered to be a part of this at the highest levels. So somebody has developed, I guess the government has developed a bioweapon that could only affect blacks or whites or Hispanics or whatever? You guess the government. Are you... (sighs) Well, you know it's the government. What are you... Oh, your mouthpiece. Uh-huh. Distracting us. So anyway, after this, uh, let's play the next section because it makes even less sense than the first one did. Alex Jones and, and Michael Rotundo. And it went a little something like, maybe we only have the one. No, we got them both. Oh, do we? I yeah. think there were actually three. I think we're not hearing audio. Um, so that's Yeah, if sad. you're playing it. Okay. Oh, okay. We got we to gotta give them a Technical second. Technical difficulties in the other Please stand by. And this is where the little target comes up. And So what do you think Michael Rotondo is doing with his new place that he's renting from Airbnb? Like, What, what do you think he's uh, setting it up like? Because obviously he's going to be out looking for a job any minute now. Oh, obviously. He's not setting it up to just like make it like a place to hang out. Because look, he didn't want to be in his parents' basement. He didn't want that. It just was a matter of circumstances. In fact, held him down. As much as this guy's been in the news, this kid in the last week or so, I didn't mm. know his name until today. Yeah, I just been calling him the thirty-year-old little. That's what everybody loader. calls him. <laughs> uh, here's part two. When I said you act like you have a little bit of what they call. Autism, that's just their own term for it. The point is you, you need to realize that you're eccentric. Uh-huh. And have you ever done oil painting? Oil painting? <laughs> what? No. Wait. Wait, what? You have enough of a name right now. If you struck while the iron was hot and started a website about yourself yep. and started a Twitter yep. and just said things you thought about the world. And, right. and then uh-huh. you're a little late, but if somebody like me promoted you a little bit, you would then be able to make a living selling oil paintings Show and me. making statements. I mean, I, I, I could see here's like, if you listen to me. I'm not an artist like that, though. I, oh, exactly. You couldn't do that. Exactly. If you listen to me, on, I could mm. see 50 paths for you. And if uh-huh. you listen to one path, I I could just not control what you did, but just give you a path because yep. you're just an example of humanity right here, right now. Uh-huh. Millennial caught in the mind wash. It, 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 so you won't, you wash. won't. You're just you're saying, well, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. <laughs> but you could get on an airplane and get paid three thousand dollars to come here, and that's why I did this. Mm-hmm. That's why I did this. You understand that, don't you? I do. And that check will clear the bank when you cash it. I can't imagine that it wouldn't have. <laughs> Airbnb well, hope is clears. I guess. Why do you even? How do you even follow this guy's train of thought? You can't. And, he, and he'd say, "This is because I'm such a genius. You can't begin to understand what I'm saying." First of all, he should do oil paintings. Where does that come from? Yeah, I don't paint. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. Quitter. <laughs> Wait. And he's caught in the mind wash. So, huh. how about that's unfortunate? How about when he talked about his dog? Do you want to play that one? Remember sure. Let's, yeah, let's, this is a, let's listen to that. Epic. Brilliant. There's start 7 billion people. Most no, no, of them no, are that's, retarded. Yeah, that's the, we already did that one. one. Yeah. We already did this, that one. There's a third one where he talks about the dog. Yeah. Oh, Just wow. but show bizarre. There are maybe 7 million people. Here's here's a part three. Huh. I'm not comparing you to a dog, but I had a <laughs> Labrador retriever, German Shepherd mix named Max when I was about six years old. Okay. Yeah. And we lived by the highway. Yeah. Somebody dumped him off. Right. Sweet dog. But every time we tried Sweet. to go, even he, he lived down, but he was 15 years old at hip displeasure. I was there. He put him in the bed with me. 
before I moved out of my parents' house, strangely enough, he like uh, he died a week before I moved out. I was like 18. I mean, I was like five years old, six years old, and we're putting the dog in the bed with me and sleeping with him. And I woke up, he was cold and dead in the morning, but he had a heart attack. Wait, okay. Ooh, that's we a thought bit weird the point was, that's every time I tried to load him up in my truck or my dad's Land Cruiser, uh-huh. he would get scared and piss everywhere because he thought we were going to go dump him. We, uh, how much time do we have left? We're almost over. But the point I'm telling you is, listen, yeah. he couldn't get over that trauma. I never beat the dog. Right. Right. I love that dog. I buried that dog myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the dog of my childhood. But he couldn't get past the trauma, and he couldn't trust me to get in the car because he thought I was whoever it was. We got him. He's probably about seven months old, who was nice to him and sweet to him, but then dumped him on the side of the road. My, I grew up with a my grandmother's dog, Sandy, mm-hmm. and she was my friend for mm-hmm. years. Yeah, and uh, I remember yeah. my, and you know, your father brought your dog to you to die with you. My dog was better. Um, my father came into my bedroom one day and and told me that Sandy was dead. Okay. Well, she about to die. That's not, you know, he died, right? She brought her and killed her. He brought her to the pound, or to the, not to the pound. Well, he was. He thought death. you were emotionally weak and couldn't handle it. <laughs> really? Really? He was. He, he, he thought that he thought I was emotionally weak and couldn't handle what? Well, I was still. I was. I was eighteen and still living there. Uh-huh. And the dog fell over, and clearly, and my dad checked him and said, yeah, his heart's palpitating. They're not going to be able to save him. He was right. 15, you know, everything. So I got the dog and stuck it in the belly of me and, and went to sleep, and he was Wait, dead in the morning. So you did said. that? It's- well, I lived there, and it was almost like an art couple sign. My dog's dead. Time to go. Because a week later, I moved out. It was a little point of childhood's end. The whole that- point childhood's end. This guy should be in a home somewhere. I know. He is so unwell. He is so unwell. He, he should be in a freaking he home. He just lied to that poor kid. He said, look, my dad put the dog in the bed. See, your dad thinks you're weak. But then he said right there, I put the dog in the bed with me so we can die. It's like, which is it, liar? Oh, he does that all the time, too. He contradicts himself from one sentence to but the, the next. the poor dog peed everywhere. I mean. My favorite part of this whole interview is where the kid, uh, Michael Rotundo, the 30-year-old child says, um, how much time do we have left on this? I would chew my freaking arm off to get out of here. Because <laughs> I don't understand. You're speaking English, but there's not a single English-speaking person who knows what the hell you're talking about. Nobody. Nobody knows. It's like the metric system. Nobody knows. Nobody. I mean, there's, there's no, no way, way to, to decipher it. <laughs> that is so bizarre. <laughs> that dog had something in common with... Somebody and then, the, so the dog was so tra- traumatized yeah. that he peed every time they took him out, or what? <laughs> there was a car that went by on the highway. Was it an Al Roker situation? <laughs> you pooped in your pants. I, I pooped uh, my pants. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. <laughs> Wait, what? You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. That's the same thing with his dog. He just pooped or peed or whatever every time because he was scared. Scared. Because he was scared. You're globalists. We're coming for him. Globalists. You're weak. <laughs> wow. Really? So weird. It's so bad. Steve in Missouri. Welcome to the blaze. Mm-hmm. Hi, how's it going? Good. Well, I know on Friday you like keeping it a little lighter. Yeah. I agree with you. Foreigners should be in the Rock Hall of Fame. Thank you. They're, they're a great mm-hmm. band. Yep. But I tell you, a band that'll beat them into the Rock Hall of Fame is the Archie. <laughs> I think they will. Huh. I think yeah. they will. 
Yeah. They had several hits. Uh, for some reason, they don't like Foreigner, but uh-huh. they, they'll put a cartoon band in there before yeah, they'll put a, a uh-huh. real serious band in there. <laughs> I know. Thanks, Steve. Steve, Steve, I got a quick question for you. Um, Dell Murphy deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, correct? Who? All right. That's not funny at all, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Uh, the, so <laughs> the Archies were not even a real band. Right. <laughs> and they will be in the Rock Hall of Fame before Foreigner. They did Sugar, Sugar. Now, Steve said they had several hits. I can only name Sugar, Sugar. Mm. Was there other Archies hits? Mm. Um. There was there were rumors that I remember that the Archies were actually the Beatles because they were, you know Archies was just it was a cartoon band mm-hmm. so I don't know who really was behind it. Here are their singles, okay? All right, Bang Shangalang. Oh yeah, Bang Shangalang was that was somewhat of a hit. Feeling so good. Oh, oh no. Scooby Doo. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, sugar, sugar, uh, jingle, jingle. Hmm. Who's your baby? Sunshine, together we too. This is love, a summer prayer for peace. Love is living you and strangers in the morning. The point is, they're going to be in the Rock Hall of Fame before. That's the point. I mean, I think you made the point well. Sally Field, the flying nun, will be in the Rock Hall of Fame before Foreigner. For for what, though? Did she sing anything? Sing in the shower in some movie, probably? Her habit influenced a lot of artists. (laughs) From the '60s, I swear. If I hear that 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 excuse for why bands are in there, or you know, there was um, such an influence yeah. on other bands. Oh, really? We'll stop yes. influencing and make better music. So influential, so they, they belong. You mm. look at Sister. What was the last one that went in this year? Sister something or other. Mm. Uh, at, at somebody I'd never heard of, but it was an influence thing. She influenced people. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. All right. Whatever. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Welcome to it. Great to have you here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, residents in Hawaii are being told, "Hey, you, you really need to move now. You need to evacuate, or we're going to arrest you." Whoa! Uh, we need to adopt, I think, a much more libertarian stance on this. Mm. You need to evacuate right now, and if you don't. You're going to die because we're not going to risk the lives of first responders. Just you're on your own. You're on your own. So if you choose that, just know that, you know, give them that choice. Shouldn't be arrested for leaving their home. That's un-American. What isn't is that they face the consequences of their actions if they choose the wrong course. But we never do that. You can't do it because there's no consequences. We can't allow people to have any consequence to their actions. Nobody wants these Hawaiians to die. Nobody. But if they make that choice, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Sorry, lava is creeping up on your house uh, to the tune of 600 yards an hour, whatever that stat was earlier this week. If you decide to stay, it could go very badly for you. Yeah, well, we're going to stay, take our chances. All right, well, no, we're not coming for you. Right? I mean, isn't that the logical way to go here? 
You mean you're going to arrest them? For what? For choosing their own destiny? For choosing their own course of action? Ugh. Uh, Some really cool or potentially creepy. So these are either creepy or cool innovations. Like smart Tupperware that connects to uh, your Amazon unit. Oh, nice job. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Your Echo thing. You might have triggered one there. Well, no, it's nothing. Oh, you can name it that. You can? You can name it the girl's name? Well, you could name it. I could... It could be named Amazon, and I would have tripped, you know, tripped it. Uh, but this warns you when your food is about to go bad. So you put the food into your Tupperware, your smart Tupperware. Okay. And then when it comes time to say, hey, um, if you don't eat these apples, uh, they're they're yeah, going to be spoiled. I think spoiled. we got a video that explains this beautifully. Let's it, look at it. demonstrates it for you. Why don't we check it out together? <laughs> Here it is. This Smarterware. A better way to keep tabs on your food, both in the fridge and on the go. Jeez. Alexa, tell Obi this is quinoa salad. Okay, I'll remind you in three days. So you can always know what's left and find new ways to use it. With a smart tag you can put anywhere that changes colors to let you know how long food has been stored. Wow. And recipes that suggest meals based on the food you already have. <laughs> so there will be less of this oh, no. and more of this. That's oh. tempting. Oh, man. That's really tempting. She got an alert on her phone that said, hey, you got some quinoa salad about to go bad. Oh. I'd say, Alexa, let it go bad. I don't like quinoa salad. <laughs> well, well so. I don't even know. It just says, what's for dinner tonight? You have such and such is about to go bad. That is as close as I've gotten to saying, hey, that's tempting. That is tempting because it's so convenient, so great. And I never can remember how long something's been in the fridge. Well, now you can know. Mm -hmm. That's just amazing. That's how you get me looped into this technology. That's how we ended up with like the Google Nest type thing. You know, we burned. Which I swore I would never have. Right. And for a week, we went out of town, came back to an ice cold house, and had wasted all that money on electricity to turn the ACs on. I'm like, all right, we're getting this, and we're going to check on it when we're traveling. Uh-huh. This right here keeps food from going bad and thus wasting money. Ooh, don't want. Don't want. But it's, want. It's all about convenience, and mm-hmm. these things make everything more convenient, mm-hmm. and we're willing to give up our, potentially give up our freedom for convenience. I mean, that it. <sighs> At this point, obviously, it's not going to inform on you, hey, uh, this family, uh, I just wanted to yeah. alert you at the CIA, this family's using a lot of quinoa. Mm. They're they're going through a lot of kale. I mean, and terrorists love the <laughs> kale, so you might want to go to the Malinak house. But there could come a time when it alerts Mm-hmm. You know, somebody about something they think you're doing wrong. Oh, we're wasting food. I mean, yeah. you can't. I mean, right. you, you, they control our health care. Yep. They can tell you what to eat practically, mm-hmm. especially if you're getting government handout. I mean, at just some point, you could see this being very intrusive. Here's another really amazing uh, advance in technology. Take a look at this concrete. It's concrete that heals itself. Wow. Uh, watch this. So what we do is we replace the stones for hollow spheres, which we fill with food and bacteria, and add that to the concrete mixture. So they're adding a mixture, bio-concrete, 
infused with bacteria and food that awakens when there's a crack. Wow. And then it fills the crack. You can see the crack and even the big hole. Here you can see that the bacteria have closed the crack and even the big hole completely filled with uh, calcium carbonate. Mm. So wild. Amazing. The bacteria can lay dormant for 200 years, but oh. only take three weeks to fill the cracks. That is fascinating. This is the first building constructed. They've already constructed a building out of it using bioconcrete. So when things crack, the... I think, yeah, now they're making a spray for older buildings that wow. are already in existence. I think the best way to describe this, if you can't see it on the Blaze TV, is, you know when you're driving down the road and you see... You see cracks in the road, right? Uh-huh. That are filled with like, you know, black goop or whatever. They came back and later on filled it. I mean, that's what this is like for a building. You don't have to do that anymore. It's like, it's like a white version of the blacktop. That's, that's really something. Mm. So you got living concrete, essentially. Yep. That wakes up when, hey, there's a crack and it moves up to fill it. <laughs> Jeez. Ah. That amazing. right there is fascinating. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I mean, our lives, our civilization has changed so much in the past 15 years. And it's, I don't think we can even fathom the way it's going to change in the next 15. You can't even, I mean, we predicted flying cars and stuff. I think what's actually happened, despite the fact that we don't yet have, well, we kind of do, but really don't have the kind of flying cars that they were talking about that look like the Jetsons uh, automobiles. I, I I think it's much more impressive than we were led to believe 60 years ago when they were predicting all kinds of stuff. You could never see this kind of stuff happening. I agree completely. Really, be, really th- something. There are things that you try to explain to your kids. Okay, you know, you had to coordinate with your parents to be picked up. You didn't have a phone where you could yeah. call or text or say, yeah. hey, I'm at the back door of the school, not the front. No, I mean, you just you wasted a lot of time. Trying to meet up with people. Yeah, you did. Um, it's just, it's fascinating. And, 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 and to try to explain to them, no, phones actually used to be stuck to the wall, you know, in your house. That's where the phone was, period. Not in your pocket, not cordless phones. And then if you're like out somewhere, you got to search all over the place for a, something called a payphone. I'm sorry, what's that, Dan? It's what? where you go and you put some money into a little slot and what? then you dial a number and you'll get like three minutes. Wait, what's money? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, our society. Just amazing. Crazy. All right, have a great weekend. We will see you right back here Monday at noon Eastern on The Blaze. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.